Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning and then thunderstorms this afternoon. A high of 78. Those thunderstorms continue tonight, clear after midnight, and then you're going to have two days of beautiful weather. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 83. Sunny uh, on Sunday with a high of 87. 63 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni is here. I'm back. How good you to see you. Good morning. How are you today? Good. This is like uh, you're almost practicing for next week when Steve I, goes on vacation. I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't get away from the place. Yeah, I understand. It's uh, <laughs> it's addicting. That's why I haven't left. <laughs> this many years? <laughs> yeah, so far. Uh, hell of a show today. Not only is Marty here, but also Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. He's written a brand new book called Into the Void, That's pretty, which is uh, a Black Sabbath title pretty amazing it's pretty amazing and we'll be talking to him a little bit later and all kinds of stuff coming up this morning it's 536 on rock 102 ggi 53 and the almond brothers with Bax and nail and marty caproni here too on rock 102 oh yeah oh the three again the wow. yeah uh gonna be uh I guess some thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 77 tomorrow sunny with a high of 82 it's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, in these uncertain times, it's good to see there are some things we can still count on, like Potsy and Ralph Mouth from uh, Happy Days. Still being best friends. No kidding. Yeah. Ans- oh, that's encouraging. Anson Potsy Williams got married recently, and Donnie Most, a.k.a. Ralph, was the best man. Uh, no Fonzie? No Richie? I don't know. I didn't uh, see anybody else on the wedding list. Anson- what about Chachi? They bring Chachi back? <laughs> they should bring Chachi back. He's a... Uh, Chachi's a little busy these days, though. He's uh, he's planning his manifesto, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a trailer out in Oregon. Right? Uh, did they get married in the? Did they all live in the same assisted living facility? It would be my question. How do you? Well, what's that wedding taking place? Well, his new, be 80. his new wife Sharon Mahari uh, got married at their home in in Ojai, California, which is also where they met 13 years ago when Sharon sold him the house. She's a real estate broker. Oh, oh yeah, there you I, go. I sold Potsy. Uh, a house, <laughs> and then he wanted this other one, and I was like, "Potsy, just sit on it for a while." Oh, and I then see we'll, what we'll, you did. Yeah, you see, <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy? You found out that the uh, the caterer for the wedding was Arnold's. <laughs> yeah, but he's oh, Arnold's dead though. Yeah, but I mean, I, listen, even Arnold died, but. The great Al Molinaro took over the restaurant. To be fair, right. so so is Potsy. <laughs> uh, Anson was actually married to someone else at the time, but they got divorced in 2019. Sharon was married for 35 years before her husband passed away. Uh, Anson is 73 years old. He said, there's no age limit <laughs> on being loved. There's no age limit oh, on living life uh, fully. At 73. What? At 73? Wow. There's an age limit. This is an age limit. What, to get married? Yeah, I feel like. To anybody or I feel like she's his 70. age. It's not like he's one of these guys that's like like a Mick Jagger, like, oh got girls are forty years younger than I am. Oh. <laughs> I feel like seventy like why when you hit seventy, you, this you're big on the we talked about the hot dog thing, you're big on the ages for the right when you hit seventy, I feel like that's it. No more marriage. You're at the top of the roller coaster, chink, 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 chink. You're just ready for that final whoosh before it all goes to black. 
Yeah, because most people don't want to die alone, so that's why they get married. Yeah, by the time you're 70, you've probably given away half of what you own, like twice. (laughs) Right. Can't give away a third half. Good for her, though. She goes from real estate agent to happy days money. Happy Days money? I'm pretty sure the real estate money is probably yeah. better than Happy Days residuals. I was going to say, I don't think there's any Happy Days money left. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson has yet to win an Oscar. He's only been uh, nominated once for Pulp Fiction back in 1995. Sam believes he gave an Oscar-worthy performance in a 1996 drama, A Time to Kill, but they cut his best stuff out of it before it hit theaters. He said, quote, The Get me from getting an Oscar! Mother Emma! <laughs> you just took that crap from me? He adds, uh, I don't know why they cut it, because it wasn't my movie and they weren't trying to make me a star. So they cut out all this stuff, you know, that <laughs> could have made him a an Oscar winner. It's kind of too bad, but probably happens all the time. Mm. Margot Robbie stars as Barbie this weekend, uh, living in the utopian Barbie land where different versions of Barbie and Ken live, but that's when she's banished to the real world for being less than perfect. Ryan Gosling's Ken joins her for the adventure, which soon becomes a journey of self-discovery. It also stars Will Ferrell as the CEO of Mattel, Michael Sarah as Ken's friend Alan, and other Barbies and Kens are played by John Cena, Dua Lipa, Kate McKinnon, and Simu Liu. I'm going. I have never been more excited for a cinematic oh. f- a debut than today. That's in there. Yeah. It's got to be G-rated, right? Because there's no genitalia. PG-13. Really? Yeah. yeah. So your your entire market is excluded from coming to this, uh, this, that's, this yeah, film. That's the... Du- <laughs> uh, also out this weekend is Oppenheimer's uh, Cillian Murphy is a physicist. Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer in his biographical thriller... Written and directed by Christopher Nolan. It's about the development of the atomic bomb and the Manhattan Project during World War II. That actually looks pretty interesting. I do. I, I want to see that one. Not a lot of people are going to be torn between which one of those two films to go. I don't feel like it's an overlap there. And, and no, they're two totally different audiences. The, the 12 year old, your 12-year-old daughter not being like, mm, I don't know, Dad, maybe Oppenheimer. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, gonna... you're not 13 yet, so you're not old enough for the Barbie film. We're going to look at some bomb footage. And Oppenheimer's rated R, so. Well, well I guess I'll fix it yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird how that would work? That's so weird. Uh, Margot Robbie says she was a bit dramatic as a child once her uh, cool 16-year-old babysitter got replaced by an older lady. She was not happy about it, so she decided to scare her off. Margot says, quote, she told me to go have a bath, and I didn't want to, and she was very cranky, and I thought, I'm going to show you. So I got a big kitchen knife and the ketchup, and I sprawled out naked on the tiles, covered myself in ketchup, and put the kitchen (sighs) knife next to me, and I waited for like 45 minutes for her to find me, but the wait was well worth it. She's kind of crazy. Covered herself in ketchup, very immature. (laughs) But you know what? Uh, I'm looking at pictures of her right now, and yeah. I've got that visual in my mind, and I uh, kind of like You're it. Fine with it. I'm fine with it. She All can say whatever she wants. All varieties of her naked, covered in ketchup. Move over. Barbenheimer, Saw <laughs> X, and Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, are both opening on September 20, uh, 29th, and people have already dubbed it Saw Patrol. Wow. Oh, I like yeah, that. I like I the, that's like the Paw Patrol thing, huh? Huh? I see what you're doing there. Uh, nobody even had it on the radar, but Sound of Freedom, a faith-based movie about human trafficking starring Jim Cavazil, just passed the $100 million mark, and it only cost $15 million to make. 
He plays a homeland security agent who makes its mission to find a girl in the jungles of Colombia and rescue her and other children from human traffickers. It continues to play in more and more theaters as cinema owners see its numbers uh, and rush to carry it. It'll be in 3,287 theaters this week, and it could surpass The Flash, which has earned $107 million. Well, at least they're not marketing as like the feel-good romantic comedy of the season. (laughs) Thank goodness. Do you know, I watched everyone posting about that, like, you know, and I thought for certain it was some kind of documentary. It's just a movie? Yeah. It's just a movie. Yeah. They just tricked everybody into that. Like, like this is a very important movie. It's the most important movie. It's like another one of those ones where they, uh, the kid gets kidnapped or whatever. Yeah, it's like a Liam Neeson movie. You know who used to have the best joke about that? James Dorsey. Do you remember Dorsey? Yes. He used to say, uh, how come uh, every one of those movies, the guy has a headset on, the FBI, and they're like, we can't get it. We lost him. We can't get a thing. He goes, but I called Domino's, and five seconds later, they're like, yeah, is this uh, is this James Dorsey of 1573 <laughs> yeah, Main right, Street? Right, I was right, like, that's right. such a great joke. And uh, Kim Kardashian has regrets uh, dating Pete Davidson. Really? Yeah. She sure said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had any regrets was when I agreed to Ray J cover me in ball bag babaloosh <laughs> and that sex tape you can purchase on Newport for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> and Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, batter smashed the fungal postage. <laughs> oh, A little fallopian lube and treasure. Fallopian lube and trouser gravy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I got a knob schlob from the dong flop. Oh, very good. <laughs> Nicely done. And, and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Looking for a quality look. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in my opinion, we here in New England have been spoiled by the fact that Robert Kraft, no matter how many times he's been rubbed down with exotic oils and manipulated accordingly, is still a very good owner in the NFL. By golly, he's an exceptional owner with six Super Bowl wins, 10 conference championships, 19 divisional titles, and yet... Not a single charge of malfeasance, harassment, or any implication of creating a hostile work environment. That's because the man knows what he's doing. But what happens if the owner of your favorite football team happens to be the anti-craft, the exact opposite of what you have in Foxborough? Well, you do your best to force that guy out and start all over. Yesterday, it was announced that Daniel Snyder has officially sold the Washington Commanders for the highest sum in American sports history. A mind-blowing price of $6.05 billion sold to a group led by Josh Harris. Now, before you get comfortable with that thought, you should know that despite the sale of the team, Snyder has also been fined by the NFL for $60 million following the result of an independent investigation that confirmed that Snyder sexually harassed a team employee repeatedly and withheld money required by the NFL. Now, I realize that some of you might say, okay, but he's still walking away from this thing with $5.9 billion in his greasy little pockets, to which I would say that $5.9 billion ain't going to mean very much if he's rotting in a jail cell. Because, you see, the investigation has set up the blueprint for criminal charges against him, both state and federal charges. And if you think Robert Kraft grabbing an $80 rubbing tug by a couple of undocumented massage therapists is an indication of bad judgment, please. Daniel Snyder makes Robert Kraft look like Mother Teresa if Mother Teresa had a kink in her neck and a bad case of sciatica. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bob at the Agawam Rockies is a man of steel. He knows his chainsaws, steel chainsaws, blowers, and trimmers. Bob is a steel train expert and can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people like Bob at Rock Solid Service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 in the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy and then uh, thunderstorms possible this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Geezer Butler from uh, Black Sabbath will be joining us uh, later on this morning. And Marty Caproni is here. Yes, we're going to be uh, trying to chicken salad from the uh, the, uh, far, the, <laughs> the farm fair yeah. a little bit. Fruit the fruit fair. fair. Fruit, fruit fair. fair, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, going back to our uh, conversation about hot dogs yesterday, oh, we talked geez. about. No, hang, hang on a second, because I, I wanted to pull this story up. We were talking about uh, the ten best places in Western yes. Mass, and twenty two had all these uh, these things listed. And uh, a, a listener had had written in talking about uh, Foley's hot dog stand. Remember, we were yeah, talking we about, all looked at each other, all three right. of us. So, per- so it's it, it's like a cart. It's like a, a guy who drives around. He's been in the same place, I guess, uh, <laughs> at the medical building complex off of, off of Route Five in Northampton for like the last whatever how many years it's you know that medical yeah, yeah, complex know, has yeah. been. Uh, the one right before you get into to Northampton. Yeah. Right. And uh, I was told that uh, this guy this because this guy doesn't. The Foley doesn't like ketchup on hot dogs. The guy who runs the hot dog stand. I'm push his cart right down the hill. And uh, so this guy <laughs> goes up and says, I'll take the works. And Foley goes, well, what's the works to you? And he goes, you know, ketchup, mustard, relish, and onion. And Foley says, ketchup? People stop putting ketchup on their hot dogs when they're 12. And he doesn't. Uh, he do, he won't give you the hot dog with the ketchup on. Oh well, yeah. uh, uh, you know I have a little message for you, Mister Foley. Yeah. Maybe if you weren't so judgmental about your potential customers, you'd actually have a foundation under your business, not oh, two rubber tires. Oh, that's insensitive. Hey, you don't need a foundation yeah. under your business for it to be uh, for to be successful. There's uh, plenty of places uh, out there that do that. You know, uh, I'm just thinking about this. Okay, you got a hot dog cart. Outside a bunch of medical offices. If there's location, location, <laughs> yeah. location. It's a, it's like a, a symbiotic relationship. A guy selling something that is inherently unhealthy next to medical offices. Yeah, but, but yeah. think about it. That's why they put like Burger Kings outside of Weight Watchers. They know those people are going to come back at some point. Yeah, you know, there was there used to be a Weight Watchers right to, next to the Old Country Buffet. In West no. Springfield, on yeah. Riverdale Street. Yeah, it's a great idea. And, and for a while, I was going to uh, I was going to my weekly meetings, and uh, you know that that long walk to the front door of Weight Watchers, <laughs> and going, wow, I wonder if they've got dinner rolls in there. <laughs> it's it's not unlike that guy getting caught selling heroin outside of the metro. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's like, oh yeah, target market. Yeah, you like the fake stuff, but what about the real stuff? <laughs> you want to come back for that? So you did that, the Weight Watchers thing. Oh, you, I've done it. I've done everything. When you walked by the uh, window, did you just see all the points in the air floating? You're like seventy-eight points. Oh yeah, ribs, at the old country points. buffet. Yeah, the, the, the old country buffet is the one place you could go and blast out twenty thousand points <laughs> in, 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 one a, in, a, in one sitting. I actually miss the old country buffet. That was a. That was a good time. You miss a good slop house, don't you? Yeah, good. They it it's a it's a it's an Asian restaurant now. It's like a Chinese food. Oh, it's a buffet though. We it's had f- one of those in Chickabee by two different Chinese guys, and uh, the cops got a call in the morning. They came in and both guys were dead. Oh, I remember that. They story. had an argument. Yeah, I wonder what it's about. Probably over like 
these people are too fat. We can't put more snow crabs on the buffet or whatever. They st- one guy stabbed the other guy. This guy pulls the knife out that he just got stabbed. That stabs the other guy, and then they both just died right there. Yeah, the last time I was there, I opened up a fortune cookie. It said duck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, yeah, well, actually, I you can't won't say be. try the meal. Yeah. It's an Asian restaurant. Try the Rangoons. Uh, but yeah, uh, no uh, people don't like ketchup on their hot dogs, and, and and I and and the more people that tell me that they do, the more I can see how childish they are, and go, yeah, I know, I can see you would like that. Hey, listen to me, Mister Foley. <laughs> the good people of all the other restaurants that were named on that. I, first of all, that a lot of restaurants got gypped up. You're going to tell me the uh, Autumnist those gentlemen over there that invested in a building and paid yeah. property taxes should be not considered well this guy who's on two bicycle tires can you know he's one of the top 10 locations but that's what i'm saying yeah i don't i don't know yes. who put yeah, that it, list together and i'm guessing when 22 news uh, the news director said hey Get me a list of 10 best hot dog places by the end of the day. And the kid's like, well, I'm playing Minecraft all day, so let me just see if I can Google what hot dog places are around and then just listed the no, 10 no, hot you, dog you places prob- that he found in Western Massachusetts. They probably went on Yelp and did a search on Yelp for hot dog places. Yelp. Yes, it's like the worst place to go to yes. find you know, a- you know, actual information. Yes, Yelp is the white trash soundboard. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, we'll never go here ever again. This place sucks. The people that um, that's I automatically dismiss the ones that have more than like three reviews. They're, they're like they're a local guide or whatever. You're like, oh, you're just a complainer. Yeah, they yeah. are complainers, and it's uh, you know, um, I don't know the, the the ketchup. It's just something about it on the hot dog. It's it, it's I told you it yesterday. The it's the texture American, of the meat. Yeah. It's the most American. <clears throat> thing to have i don't know how you guys could be i i get how you could be like not for me yeah but i don't know how you guys could be so anti well so here's here's where i kind of uh i feel uncomfortable about this conversation because <laughs> you know marty i like you yeah you know, you're a yeah. decent fella well, you, you, you you work your way around uh you're a man about town i can already sense the butt coming on when i was a child one of my favorite sandwiches uh and again as a child of yeah. five and six was a bologna and ketchup sandwich. Now, Ugh. yeah, I know. I, I, but I outgrew it. I outgrew Steve. that phase in my life. Steve just shook violently, like yeah, you, I know, like you forced him to eat it. I can still taste it in, in you know in my head. I got that you know banked up memory mm. stored. But I outgrew it. That's you know ultimately my point. And as far as ketchup on hot dogs, the flavor of it is not that substantially different than a ketchup yeah. on a hot dog. I got a uh, I got a buddy who used to eat mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. Oh no, that was a what thing do you think for a while. Of that? that was that was actually a trend for a while. Was uh, it? Yeah, back in the seventies, I'd be like, uh, really? people were actually eating that. I, I I remember bananas and peanut butter. That was like the Elvis sandwich or whatever. Oh, that's like delicious. That. that sounds that sounds good. I, I listen. Bologna is not the same thing as a hot dog, and I'll tell you why. Because as a kid, I too enjoyed some bologna, <laughs> but I had it with mustard. I had a bologna with mustard, and it was delicious. Bologna with mustard's good. Oh, a hot dog with mustard's good. Yeah. But you know what's better? A hot dog with ketchup. No, 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 no. 100%. No, 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 no. I'm so no. glad this is winding down. 
It's never <laughs> this. I will take this to my grave. In fact, on the gravestone, I would like a, a survey where people yeah. can, you know, your gravestone will actually be like a like, yeah, like a Heinz bottle where people can do a check mark on the thing for ketchup or hey, no ketchup. We've never uh, we've never uh, milked anything on this show for, no, for as God, long no. as we possibly could in its entire history. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, get yeah. call up Vito Perone. Let's see what he thinks yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, Vito, where are all the ladies going to get their hot dogs around here? What are the ladies like on their head? Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, but I'm uh, till the end, till I die. The, on the gravestone, it's going to say, uh, how's this for mature, Steve? Wow, that's Can a, I have ketchup on my hot dog? That's a, that's a hell of a hill to stand on, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> it is. I'm very passionate. Good about luck it. to you, sir. I'm very passionate. I can't wait till we have our chicken salad uh, taste test here. Oh yeah, the yeah. chicken salad taste off. Yeah, coming up after seven o'clock. Yeah, Let's do it. Oh yeah, everybody's got, everyone's yeah. got everybody. Just gather around your radio. Yeah. This is going to be terrific. I made chicken salad yesterday when I got home, and you didn't even bring us any, did you? No, because I, it was a leftover rotisserie chicken that I had from the other night, and I uh, you didn't I, feel as a fair representation of your chicken salad skills, is what you're saying. What are you talking about? You said it was a leftover rotisserie chicken. You couldn't have made. You no, made I had. We had the rotisserie chicken for dinner uh, right. two nights prior. There was some leftover chicken on it. I pulled it all off, cut it up, and made chicken salad. Well, there you go. That's yeah. that's a, small, a good reasonable use of it. Yeah, no, it's reasonable use. I'm just wondering why he didn't bring it in so that we could. Uh, because it was all it. gone. There was yeah. it was a leftover. I also rotisserie told him. Not, chicken. I also told you yesterday not to bother because right. you know if it if. If the uh, the fruit fair it's... chicken salad is so superior, you're mm-hmm. gonna feel like a jackass for making all this going through the, the the whole motion of making chicken salad. I had a lot of questions about your chicken salad and the onions in the salad. I had a lot of questions about how finely you dice the onions. That's yeah. important. Are they really tinyly? Like, do you dice them like almost microscopic? Yeah, I, it's very thin, very very thin. You could grate almost, them. Yeah, you, it's so thin you can't even see it. All right. Well, how do you know it's there? Well, I just assumed. <laughs> it's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. If you're hot. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be uh, cloudy this morning and then thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Geezer Butler from uh, Black Sabbath will be joining us uh, later on this morning. And also comedian Marty Caproni has been uh, sitting in all day long. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, uh, of challenges, yeah, you know, you saw hot dogs, ketchup or mustard. <laughs> uh, what about Tide Pods or Borax? Oh, I mean, I'm a Borax guy all day. <laughs> There's a new uh, laundry-themed dietary trend which could literally kill you. People are posting videos on TikTok claiming that they're consuming Borax, which is used as a laundry additive, a pesticide, a household cleaner, an herbicide, and to unclog drains. It's unclear why they're doing this, but apparently there's... There's some alternative medicine claims about the benefits of the element boron, mm. which can be found in certain foods. There are claims it could fight conditions uh, like seizures and kidney problems and yada, yada, yada. All right, but you are lemon fresh. Yes, but if you consume any amount of borax, you're actually supposed to call poison control immediately because it can kill you. Well, I got people poison are... control and speed dial. How do people buy into like a household chemical? TikTok. Yes, but it's... why? I mean, need I remind you that last week you sent me a video of a gentleman surfing in the Connecticut River sewage water? Yeah, but I don't know why you would <laughs> so do you something. Make, because general populace is stupid. Yeah, and because it, it, it grabs likes. We have too many people. That's the problem. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Like the advertisements for seatbelts. Wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. 
hey, let's keep it down. All right, the smart people aware. <laughs> I, I think I, I think you're right. I think uh, social media has made us into a much stupider society. A hundred percent. Because you know, for every Tide Pod challenge or you know, uh, you know, milk crate challenge. Yeah. I mean, I saw a bunch of videos uh, around the Fourth of July of people lighting like salutes off in their mouth, <laughs> thinking that would be like, oh man, this is gonna go. This one's gonna go viral. As my jaw is hanging off uh, my face. That's the dumb. That's like. I don't want you don't wish harm on anyone but like if like I said if those are the ones that harm shall fall upon oh so be it very it's exactly right, right. yeah it's true that's right. it uh you ready to laugh or what uh sure uh it's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day I'm funny how I mean funny like I'm a clown I am usually on rock 102 I make you laugh Springfield's <laughs> classic rock all right, so a, uh, a couple goes to the zoo, uh, and they stop next to a gorilla's cage. And the husband says, hey, tease that gorilla like you tease me. And the wife uh, promptly starts to pull up her shirt, and the gorilla starts panting, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the husband says, yeah, tease him a little further and uh, like you tease me. So then the wife uh, pulls up her skirt a little bit with that little look in her eye, and the gorilla's now running and jumping around. Then the husband opens the door, grabs his wife, and throws her into the cage with the gorilla and says, Now tell the gorilla you got a headache. <laughs> 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 you yeah. see? Oh, yeah. That happens. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Tales. Attention, attention. 32. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Western Mass Masons, your preferred contractor for foundations and chimneys. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A portion of the Mass Pike was closed in Ludlow due to a tractor trailer fire uh, Thursday morning. According to the Mass Department of Transportation, the right lane was closed along I 95 eastbound at exit 57 in Ludlow. The lane has since reopened, and that's the end of the story. And that's your lead. Well, <laughs> that's their lead. Slow news day. It's a big story if you're stuck in traffic in Ludlow. I guess so. An important message uh, uh, for those who spend a lot of time outdoors. Officials confirmed they've detected West Nile virus in a mosquito in Hamden County. One mosquito that is one the culprit. Dirty, he's on the run. Yeah, yeah. That one dirty mosquito. Did they have like a like a like a picture of this mosquito so we could maybe identify him? <laughs> no, they can't. They can't get a hold of him. They can't find him. He's not listed. No, he's going around. It's, it's like uh, it's like somebody telling you they don't have herpes and they're going to sleep with a bunch of different people. Oh no, baby, don't worry. I don't got this West Nile stuff. <laughs> no I, got, I swear. I've been tested. I I've been swear. tested. Yeah, I'm clean. Yeah. I'm clean. How do you, how do you get a condom on on one of those little things? <laughs> well, see that. <laughs> A mosquito sample taken in uh, West Springfield uh, last week tested positive for the virus, making it the third positive mosquito sample taken statewide in 2023. The uh, first positive sample was taken in Brookline on July 6th and the second uh, in Worcester on July 7th. Man, this thing's making its way across the state. Wow. Brookline's fancy neighborhood to have West Nile. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Those are rich. Those are rich mosquitoes. Yeah, he's like it's like a, a, a mosquito squatter <laughs> over there. They won't leave the house. I picture the mosquito with an ascot. Oh God, yeah. I've got the West Nile again. It's a, so is it the same mosquito from Brookline he's, to Worcester? Yeah. Right? Are we, he's falling on some hard times. Yeah. Well, no, he's he's uh, he's he's uh, sucking all over the state. Yeah. Right. You know? He's like, oh yeah, I'll pinch over here in Brookline. And then I'm gonna go to Worcester. Hey, watch out, West Springfield. Here we come. Been a tough couple of months. Worcester's the only place I can go. I I like this part. A doctor told 22 News that once a mosquito is detected in an area, the bigger the problem gets. A doctor. They don't say what doctor. Just a doctor. Yeah. Oh, we we knew a doctor. He would call them, and he said, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll screw you up. Well, actually, I'm just a PhD, really. Plastic Uh, surgeon. The, the humidity and the increase in water mean mosquitoes can bloom anywhere. The, the best thing you can do uh, would be to prevent mosquito bites. To, so mosquito repellents with DEET is a fantastic way to do that. Anything with DEET. Ooh, pesticide. Mm. Mm. That's a good pesticide. Mm, no, no, no. You know, when I was a kid, I uh, my in the back by the shed, my dad had a wheelbarrow, and it got full of rainwater. And I looked in there, and I was like, there's fish. There's little fish. Yeah. So they were like my little fish. I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go feed my little fish. I'd put bread in there and stuff. And my brother, who was significantly uh, less on the spectrum than I was, came out with me one day to see my fish and was like, "Hey, moron! Those are baby mosquitoes. You're breeding a mosquito farm in the backyard." Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm probably responsible for that. West, it might be West Chickabee. I had one of those uh, Chickabee virus. I had one of those things you hook up to a propane tank, and it's supposed to keep the mosquitoes out of the backyard. Mosquito magnet. How did it work? It didn't really work that way. No, well. no, didn't really work that. You're way. out in hunting, and those things aren't even mosquitoes. They're like birds. Uh, yeah, but at the time we had a very small backyard, so it wasn't. Uh, it was supposed to be efficient for a small area. Yeah, it didn't work it really at all. It, I guess, it might have kept the population down, but you still had a ton of mosquitoes out there. We, uh, when I was a kid, my dad had bought a uh, bug zapper, had it in the backyard. Oh, the fun ones, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'd still get eaten alive, but whenever you hear a bug get zapped, man, that was freaking awesome. I like those, the, the tennis rackets. Yeah, that's fun, but that still requires more effort. I like the zapper where <laughs> you're, you're like 30 yards away and they zap, zap, zap. It's like so satisfying. They also make that pellet gun for flies. Oh, the it's, salt? Yeah, you put a grain of salt in it and then you... Hit the fly with it. Oh, you got to be a real dead eye, though. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think it's uh, what is it? It's it's like a puff of salt. It's like buckshot of the salt. Ooh, yeah. that's uh, that's cool. It's it like takes put, out the fly. Yeah, it's called the. I can't remember the name of the gun. I think it was. I think it was called the bug assault or something yes. like that. Was yeah. the, was the now, gun? Is there a five day waiting period for that? <laughs> no, you can get that right away. You can just walk into a Walmart. And Do you need a, a BID stuff. card? A bug, uh, bug, <laughs> bug identification, identification uh, thing? You, you could. I'm concealed carry for bug control. Uh, no, it would be, what do they call it? Anthropology. It would be an AID card. That's right, yeah. yeah. Anthropology identification card. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> uh, Mass State Police. Palmer uh, Police uh, and crews responded to a single, single motor vehicle crash on I-90 westbound in Palmer on Thursday night, according to the Mass State Police. Crews were able to extricate the driver who was trapped in the vehicle and was transported to a local hospital. Officials said there's no word on the extent of injuries at this time, and maybe somebody will update you on that. Maybe. But it ain't going to be us. Uh, a historic day for Cooley Dickinson Hospital. <laughs> Cooley. <laughs> hospital. Uh, as they officially announced the expansion and renovation of their new emergency department. 
the, the headline was like, Cooley Dickinson gets a new emergency department. Like yeah. they were like they just bought a car. <laughs> you, you know what I noticed missing from that new emergency department? What? A second location of Foley's hot dog stand. Uh, well, you hey. never know. It could be. He, he may expand. Not with that customer service. In uh, 10 years since Cooley uh, became uh, part of Mass General Brigham, a uh, representative said that the health care quality has complete health quality care has complete has improved. Add an extra step in advancing the emergency room capacity will help meet the demand of nearly 40,000 patients. Prior to this, the department was uh, 40% undersized in meeting community standards. The $26 million project will add 7,700 square feet to accommodate six more beds. Wait a minute. <laughs> six more beds for $26 million? Uh, okay. got to be some hell of a beds. California Kings? Or are they the... Uh, yeah, it must be. Like must the be. Pines Motel ones? Like yeah. the big round ones? They all got the sleep number mattress on them? <laughs> or, the, or the purple mattress. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the one, the bed in the bag. Six beds, twenty six yeah. million. Yeah, that's that's Seems reasonable. Well, I'm sure there's other things that go along with the beds. Like, <laughs> I mean, probably. What if there's not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Like a lab. Well, you know, I mean, you got to believe there's like lots of medical equipment around the bed. You know, like there's all kinds of plugins and attachments and doodads behind the bed. But six beds, twenty six million. Do you know? Well, the next time you go to the hospital and you cut your finger and they're like, uh, oh, you know, if your insurance only covered up to 1000 but it's $7,000, now you know why. It's because uh, it was like $4 million for your bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tylenol is $300 for each one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go to, when you go to the yeah. ER. Uh, a VA employee who was found guilty of distributing child pornography will spend eight years behind bars. 51-year-old Kevin Duvall is a former employee of the VA Medical Center in Leeds, and was identified as the owner and user of a device that was distributing child pornography. Officials said he did this by using the medical center's public Wi-Fi from May to July of 2022. A search warrant for his home was granted, and officers found pornography that involved prepubescent minor and a minor under 12 uh, in Davoli's possession. Davoli will spend eight years in prison with five years of parole. He's been ordered to pay $5,000 to each of the victims. What? Hey, using your... Uh, the public Wi-Fi at your work for that? I mean, that's that's like screaming to get caught. It is, and and sometimes you wonder if they do want to get caught. Like they want somebody. They want. Remember Jeffrey Dahmer was like, it was almost like a relief that he was caught because he didn't want to do it anymore. That was one of the things he said in those interviews. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer begs, begs the question. Ketchup on your victims or no ketchup on well, your no, victims? He, no, he had mustard in their fridge. <laughs> he, had, he had mustard, beer, and a human head in his fridge. That is a very uh, Milwaukee. It's a very Milwaukee <laughs> thing to do, yeah. But when it screams, hey, it's, it's time to go to the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. stock up. I can't believe they only gave the guy eight years for that. It does. Isn't that and weird? And $5,000 $5, restitution? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you see people who like, oh, he committed credit card fraud. He's going to jail for 25 years. Right. 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 And who didn't, you know, credit card fraud. Yes, right. there are victims in that yeah. financially, but you, nobody got physically hurt or nobody got uh, assaulted or anything like sexually assaulted. Welcome to Massachusetts. They're like, did you try to yeah. defraud a bank? Throw him away for life. Oh, it's just some kids. Hey, give him five grand. Send him on his way. Five, and that's the other thing. Eight years. Five grand as a as like a. It's insulting. It's very insulting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't understand how they do these sentencing and and, <laughs> and the restitution for for victims. Eight eight years for 
you you there's so many other like you said there's so many other crimes that you get mandatory uh, what's the one for the tags off the mattresses oh yeah 10 years in prison yeah 10 yeah, years that's, in all, prison. that's a lot but think yeah. about like all those people that you know had those long prison sentences because they were caught with a bag of weed right yeah. you know that guy would spend more time in prison you know, not so much now but more time in prison than a than a guy who's Using and, public Wi-Fi to download porn. Well, yeah. I mean, ridiculous. And th- those sentences with the uh, the low-level drug crimes, like those are victimless crimes. Right. The only person that was uh, being affected by that was the person maybe using the drug. But even, you know, if, if you're being jailed, uh, if, oh, I had two ounces of weed on me from 20 years ago. and I don't even know how they do that. Like, how with a straight face? Now the government's in the weed business, right? The government makes more money than the actual weed dispensaries do because the government has no cost and they get those crazy tax rates. How, if you're sitting in a jail cell and the government put you in the jail cell because you brought 10 pounds of weed up here from wherever and got busted, how with a straight face does the government still keep you in jail? You know what I'm saying? Well, well very because, easily. because it's, still, it's still federally uh, illegal. Until they change yeah, the laws, then it's going to remain that way. They don't care. I got to move that ten pounds of weed out of yeah, my truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of the parking lot. Don't, don't BS associated with that. An assistant manager at a Burger King in South Carolina is facing up to twenty years in prison for allegedly serving French fries out of the trash. But if he was using the public Wi-Fi, that would be different. There we go. Yeah, I expect a portion of my fries at Burger King to come out of the trash. I. I do expect my kid to be protected from pedophilia (laughs) and pornography. Uh, Two Sundays ago, police responded to a Burger King in Union, South Carolina. When they got there, two customers were screaming at a 39-year-old worker named Jamie Major. And initially, they they got arrested for disorderly conduct. But then the cops got the full story and arrested Jamie instead. Turned out the two women had seen Jamie take old fries out of the trash, dump them into a container, and put fresh fries on top. It's not clear if the fries were for them or for somebody else, but the police arrested Jamie for malicious tampering with food, which is a felony. If a judge throws the book at her, she could get 20 years in prison for it. There you go. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, you should be in trouble for trying to, uh, you know, contaminate somebody's food. But that's really. It's Burger King. Those fries are trash anyways. That's where they belong. (laughs) Well, it was McDonald's. This isn't you know? an Applebee's, sir. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, right. You know, trying to. But Burger King fired her and released a statement saying the allegations do not align with the brand's commitment to quality and food uh, to quality food service. Well, here's a legal loophole. What if one of the customers liked their fries from the trash, and they they've been instructed to give it to them your way? You know, Burger King. Can like, I have a little bit more uh, trash in these, <laughs> trash please? Rice, please? Now. What if there's mayonnaise on okay. the ca- on the fries on <laughs> the trash? Right. That's, a, that's like a European Belgian thing. Do they put mayonnaise. mayonnaise on French fries? They put mayonnaise on everything. Yeah, you can put mayonnaise on French fries. Did you ever see Can't. Pulp Fiction? They put you know what weirds me? In, in Rhode Island, they do this thing with the malt vinegar. Oh, on the that's fries. delicious! Though is it good? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. That's a that's a. I remember in upstate New York, there was a hot dog place called. Uh, when I was up in Syracuse, there was a hot dog place. <laughs> it was called uh, Hyde's Hot Dogs, and it was like this famous like. Hot Did it have dog a place. foundation or wheels today? It had a foundation. Okay. It was this All big right. giant store. They actually had several locations throughout the area they probably let their customers have ketchup on dogs go ahead i'm just trying to make and point. uh no but the but the fries that was the first time i ever had the vinegar with the malt yeah, vinegar yeah. with the fries and it was actually pretty good 
Put I'm salt try, and vinegar on I'm, anything. I grew up on that stuff. I'm going to try that now. There's two things. Yeah, because the, the other one I never did was poutine. Oh, poutine. that's delicious. And I had never. And then I was up in Canada, and they were like, you have to. It was the Montreal Comedy Fest. It was like nine. Uh, 2019, I was up there with Jess, and they were, they're like, you gotta try the poutine, you gotta try, the, and I was like, it looks so gross because the curds, they, I don't even like the word curd, you know what I mean? The the curds on the gravy, no, it's, and the, it's fantastic. But then I, I thought to myself, geez, you know, I like gravy, I like fries, I like cheese. I'm gonna put them all together, uh, and it was amazing, really, really amazing. Wang Dang Sweet Poutine. That's, uh, <laughs> I believe that was Ted Nugent. That's right. Man. Yeah. A French, a noted Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> a French kisser. He's more of a French kisser. I believe it is a cat scratch fever. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy this morning and then thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102's classic rock summer is dripping. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 654 and Joe Walsh with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy to start, then some thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 76. Tomorrow, a sunny with a high of 83. 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, Baxi's Musical Podcast this week. My guest, uh, a special bonus episode with Michael Goldwasser, the co-founder of Easy Star Records, the most successful U.S.-based reggae record label in the world. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, that was posted uh, uh, last night, uh, Thursday morning. Next week, though, my guest is Martin Glover uh, from band Killing Joke. Now, what's interesting about this is he's been in this band since 1978, on and off, but he is one of the most sought-after producers in the world. He's produced everybody from Pink Floyd, Paul McCartney, Guns N' Roses, U2, In Excess, and he is the guy that produced uh bittersweet symphony by the verve which was a grammy nominated single so it's a great interview you'll hear it monday morning on apple podcast soundcloud spotify google podcast and on rock102.com all brought to you by z&m home buyers check them out at z&mhomes.com the uh, the verve what, uh, they did uh, bittersweet symphony bittersweet symphony what the other what was the other one they did that was fairly popular uh that's the one that everybody knows <laughs> was it lucky man or no that's emerson lake and palm that's the one though no, no, it... no i think the, the verve did a song called lucky man too not the same i don't know is it bittersweet symphony the one with the strings at the beginning of the dun, 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 dun. that's the one yeah yeah lucky man was the uh their their second biggest hit Nagel's version of strings sounds something like somebody uh in the red roof inn having sex well no yeah there you go yeah it was from uh well it was on the soundtrack of uh cruel intentions remember that with oh that was a hot movie with sarah michelle Anyway, this is if you listen to this though, what a what a risk this was, right? For a pop song to start with like this classical thing, but it's absolutely fantastic. Martin Glover tells a great story about this song. The uh, the guy that wrote it didn't want it released, didn't even want him to work on it. Really, and this guy Martin Glover in his spare time says I'm going to work on this it yeah. comes up with this this is a great song it's a, it is a it's song. one of the great Brit pop songs of all time sure. but it's it, you, he did this behind their back and it wanted becoming a you know, a Grammy nominated single 
I hope that they they really uh, were like, no, we don't want to do this song, and now they have to play it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> That's exactly what he talks about. That's so it great. happens time and time it. again. <laughs> I gotta listen. It's uh, six fifty seven with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock One Hundred and Two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? In the same way, the Boston Red Sox have pulled themselves out of the divisional gutter and have skyrocketed to a solid fourth place. There are lots of interesting situations that are currently happening in the American League East. Oh, sure, the Red Sox may have lost two in a row to the worst team in baseball this week, dropping two road games against the Oakland A's. But the painful sting of those two humiliating losses has been dampened by the astonishing collapse of the New York Yankees, whose current four-game losing streak has put them firmly into last place. They got a $275 million payroll, and yet somehow they've lost nine out of their last 12 games. Now, that's an exciting development. But having the Yankees in last place with the second-highest payroll in baseball is hardly the most astonishing thing going on in that division. Because after last night's win in Tampa, the Baltimore Orioles have now grabbed sole possession to first place. You know, the same Baltimore Orioles who have the second-lowest payroll in the major leagues. A team that has a collective payroll of $67 million. The Yankees have spent at least that much on just Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole alone. And those two guys make $9 million more than the Orioles are paying for their entire first place roster. I mean, this is a team that hadn't won a World Series in 40 years. They haven't won a divisional title in nine years. In fact, they haven't had a single winning season since 2016. And yet here they are leading the division in first place. Now, in fairness, I should point out that the Red Sox have a team payroll of $180 million, the 14th highest payroll in the major leagues. That's the kind of financial commitment that begs for a fourth-place finish. But it's still $113 million more than the Orioles have spent to be in first. What am I getting at exactly? Well, it's very simple. The Yankees are paying for more than they're getting, the Orioles are paying for less than what they got, and the Red Sox are paying for exactly what they deserve. And that happens to be my economic lesson for all of you today. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Eagle battery-powered trimmer and blower. Battery and charger included, just $229 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving almost $100. bucks. i am looking at the Rocky's app. You can pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? Always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy, then some thunderstorms uh, with a high of uh, 85. No, what, 85? That changed. Yeah, what was it? Um, 74. Try, I was trying to remember it. I've got, uh, I got 78. Yeah, yeah, this is why I don't do the forecast. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Not only for the best. There you go. It's it's that outside right now. All right, let me tell you what's uh, what's going to happen. Uh, after eight o'clock, we will we will sample the uh, the chicken salad uh, that we've been talking about. That's after eight o'clock, and then like around eight fifty this morning, we'll talk to Geezer Butler from uh, from Black Sabbath. But right now, I can think of only one thing that needs to happen. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! Meow, 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 meow. 
303-1021. That is the number for Open Line Friday. Now, let me just set the table for you. I don't want any of your filthy language or your horrifying hate speech. You send that to the Kellogg crew. That's right. They like that kind of thing. We do not put up with it. He likes all the other things we do. Why wouldn't he like that? Yes, he's stolen plenty of great ideas from us. But anyway, 293-1021. The lines are wide the hell open. And here we go. They're calling already. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, Mike Jones, first caller. Uh, Well, that was worth waiting for. (laughs) Well, we're off to a hell of a start. Let's try that again. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. Uh, how are uh, you? Here we go. Uh, how you doing? Good. No, come on, man. You got you guys are ready for it or what? Come on. I don't know. Do you like ketchup in your pipes, Vince? <laughs> ketchup in my pipes? I'm, no, and no ketchup know. on the hot dogs either, man. Uh, oh, oh, back. You yeah. know what? When you were gone and you came back, you said it right off the bat um, that you like Chicago-style hot dogs oh, also, dude. That's I do. The best. It's fantastic, you isn't know? it? Yeah, oh, dude, with the sport peppers on there, oh. the, that green, whatever they want to call it, it's, relish. It's it's a relish, but it's a, it's a green that does not exist in nature. I know. Conflict but of dude, interest. dude, it doesn't taste like any other relish that's out there. You nope. Know? Vince, conflict of interest that you like the Chicago yeah. dog. You're trying to get listeners to clog their toilets. <laughs> I know yeah, exactly, exactly what you're doing. Come trying on. to I stir gotta, up dude, some I business. I got to promote myself. Yeah. Why do you think I call it Vince the Plumber? That's right, Vince. <laughs> So who's your shouting it's out today? Marketing, you know. Yeah, who are you shouting out to today? Uh, my buddies over there at Plimpton and Hills, over on Mills. Yeah, my buddies right. over at Bay State. Uh, my good buddies over at uh, United. Oh no, no, not United. Now it's Granite Group. Excuse me, Granite Group. Um, let's see, Springfield Plumbing, FW Web. <laughs> Everybody, you know, all the plumbers out there. There and you all go. The suppliers. All right. They're all good people. Well, you have yourself have a, a good day, guys. You do. Right. Have a good weekend. All right, here we go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Oh, Kelly Reardon. Kelly Reardon, yeah. Kelly Reardon, the fat <laughs> Albert voice. All right, okay. Let's do it. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, good morning. Gary. Hey, Gary. What's up? We talk rotaries and roundabouts for a second. Yeah. I'd like to put my vote in for, like, every intersection having a roundabout. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. That make, They make traffic flow so much easier. Listen, I just went to Ireland, right? And I drove across the entire country. And I got to tell you, outside of Dublin in the major cities, I probably hit one, maybe two traffic lights in the entire freaking country. It's unbelievable. And it's... There was never any real big slowdown. Yeah, see, uh, I'm all about rotaries everywhere. Rotaries, rotaries here, rotaries there. <laughs> I'm anti-rotary. Yeah, you're anti-rotary. Wait. I'm anti In fact, I don't even believe Gary went to Ireland. Ah, G- yeah, Gary, you're, you're from Aguam, right? Yes, sir. You're Italian then, right? Uh, yeah, my end, my name ends with a vowel. There you go. Yeah. And you and you're telling me you went to Ireland and you were happy with all the rotaries <laughs> that you weren't. <laughs> Look at this jerk! Oh, hey, move, hey! Yeah, why are you driving on the yeah. wrong side of the road? You yeah. dingbat! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? I love you, Mike Jones. <laughs> He's growing on me. Yeah, he's, he's not growing on me. Uh, <laughs> rock, 
Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello. Tony from... Hello. Yeah, hi, Tony. What's up? Oh, nothing much. I was just going to say, you know, so there's a billboard in Hartford, Connecticut now that says, who puts ketchup on a hot dog anyway? And really? it's a mustard commercial. It's a mustard ad. Yeah. I saw a, yesterday. There you I, go. I started laughing my ass off. It was pretty funny. You know so. what? Tony, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. What's that, Tony? I thought I'd just mention that. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. That just goes to show you how threatened Big Mustard is by ketchup. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, I think, hey, hamburger, you put ketchup on it. It's a beef product. Why can't you put ketchup on a hot dog? Well, exactly. Exactly. What am, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Well, listen, have, uh, have yourself a good weekend, a couple of dogs, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, all that, absolutely. Thanks, guys. All that, have a good All that big ketchup lobby money. <laughs> say. Throwing at uh, Congress. Big here. mustard. Yeah. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? The Hawkman. How you guys doing? Hey, Hawkman. What's, What's up, up, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming up, coming all the way out to the lovely China Lift, my 40th birthday. Oh, you're welcome. We had a great time out there. Yeah, I'm still here. I can't find my way out of where. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, Bax missed it. Well, I'm sorry, Bax. You wanted to go camping in the woods on vacation, but. Well, you know, uh, that's uh, it was a long, uh, it was a long planned uh, trip away. So we just couldn't uh, peel ourselves away from all that fun. Steve, ask your mom if she puts ketchup on your hot dogs. I'm a real man. I'll put. I'm gonna open up a spite hot dog stand, and the only condiment is ketchup. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's yeah. my guy. That's yeah. my guy. <laughs> You're like the Mocha Joe of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the hawk man's not afraid to put ketchup on a dog. I'm a real man. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Oh, thank you. Morning. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Take care. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Joseph. Um, earlier this week, you were talking about your record albums. You were wondering what they're worth. Yeah. Well, there's a site you can go on. It's called Money Music. It's very easy to remember. It's money, music. You uh, you contact them and tell them uh, what your record albums are, and they'll tell you what they're worth and what they're selling for. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now. Guys. All right, you too. Right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Rock, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Stash. How's it going? Good. What's up? Hey, Stash. Hey, man, ketchup is the devil. I'm a chef, and I've watched ketchup being made. It's the last day in the life of a tomato. Thank that you a very much, Tomatoes and vinegar and toenails and all kinds of crap. And throw it in the platter like a big All right, Stash. All right. All right, Stash. All right, Stash, I'm going to ask you some questions. I, I have some questions for the witness. Uh, Stash, you're, uh, yeah. you're, I'm going to guess, are you Polish? <laughs> Good guess. Right? <laughs> Polish. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess, what are you, uh, over 30? Yeah. All right. You know where I'm going yep. with this, Stash? You're going with this. You were born under an umbrella of communism, and you know no better. <laughs> and that is why you hate freedom and ketchup. That umbrella, baby. That's right. <laughs> 
All right. Well, hey, listen, thanks for the call, Stosh. We appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you, Mike. All right. See you, actually. Uh, you know what? Him and I are going to see each other later in the fruit fair and have it out yeah. in one of the aisles. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Take the claim name of the shit in front of me. Okay. Thank you very much. I don't know what any of that meant. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's I, talk before to you hang, hey. don't hang up on him. I want to talk to him because yeah. he, he obviously wants to be heard. He's been heard ten times no, already. He's got other things to say. Oh, uh, well, I'm sure he'll call back again someday. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Francesca. Hey, Ooh, Francesca, Francesca. What's up? Francesca. Hey, what's the appropriate amount of time you have to stay at a wedding that you don't really want to be at? Uh, an hour. Really? Yeah. At the can, reception? Yeah, at the, at the reception, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, you, you, go, you go to the reception. Yeah, you go to the reception. You make yourself known to the couple that you were there, and then you take off. That's right. it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I say at least until the dinner's served. After that, you can bolt right yeah, out of there. But, you know, it, depending on how many people there, if there's a lot of people there, they're not going to even notice that you're gone. Yeah, but they would have paid for food that was never That's used. Not, yeah, That's you neither here nor there. You're dr- you're still dropping a gift, right? Oh yeah. So who cares for if you're paying for food? You're dropping a gift anyway. That's Look, to hope to pay for the party. Eat the eat eat the food. Stay for their first dance. Stand right where they can see you for the first dance. Look like you really care about them, but you know you don't. And then as soon as the you know look like you're tearing up, so they remember that visual. Yeah. And then boom, right out the back door, mm-hmm. you're good. Are you, it's not a bad plan. All right, all right. Is this a, is this a wedding you're going to this weekend? No. Uh, no. In, in not the few, are you just asking yeah. in general when is the best time to leave a, a wedding? Yeah. No. It's it's not for a while. It's not for a while. Yeah, but it, but right. it's happening, Sorry. and you don't want to stick around to the very end. <laughs> all right. So, I love that she's planning this out so far so, into the future. Well, sometimes you, you gotta. She are, you, are you are you married? Oh yeah. Okay, so who was invited to the wedding? Was it both of you, or just like somebody? Your husband was invited, or you were invited, and you're bringing your husband, or, or vice versa. Oh no, we both were. You both were oh, no, invited. We both. Okay. All right, so you got to come up yeah. with a scheme. This is what a good couple does. Mm-hmm. You, 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 a good team will come up with a good scheme. Yeah, fake a heart attack. Fake a heart attack. Uh, maybe uh, maybe one of your kids lost a toe in a boating accident. Yeah, uh, an emergency surgery of some kind. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just need an excuse. You yeah. don't have to spend any time at the wedding. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right, we've and solved and the problem. Just hope to God they don't listen to the show. Thanks for the advice. Hey, no problem. Is always always happy. I think we sure think she's in she tears. Tears yeah, of yeah. joy. Right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is uh, Dave. Hey, Dave. What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, you got, a couple days ago, you guys were talking about food challenges. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just remembered one uh, that's out here in Southampton, so that's what I was going to bring up. Well, what is it? Uh, so there's an ice cream place out here at Sheldon's. In Southampton, they yes. have some sort of uh, ice cream eating challenge. I don't, I don't remember exactly how many scoops. It's like nine or twelve oh. or something. But Ooh, I fun. haven't seen the challenge. But I went to Sheldon's uh, probably about a month ago, and that was absolutely delicious. Really was good ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah then that's almost oh, yeah, worth no, it. They got, yeah, they got great stuff there. And I think there's only one picture on the wall of one, one lone soul that. Uh, did the challenge so there's, oh. there's plenty of room up there do they have do you, this sounds like a weird question do they have their own restroom like for the public i believe so yeah all right good because yeah. i'm lactose intolerant but i'll take a crack at nine scoops <laughs> yeah. of ice cream let's they go might, for they it they might charge <laughs> extra for that i'm not sure I don't know. <laughs> all right thanks for the call
Have a great morning. All right. Okay. One more? Yeah, one more. Okay, right. one more. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Josh again. You tell Mike Jones I hear his voice again. I'm going to drive to Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Stosh. Appreciate yeah. it. It's like, holy moly, are they giving out free heroin up there or what? Fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not free. Yeah. That's for sure. Thanks, Dodge. Oh, Appreciate well, it. Have if a good... it was free, I'd be there in about five minutes. Anyway. <laughs> Have a good weekend. All right, there you go. How there about that? Yeah. 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 Not, a bad, not a bad job if it were for Mike Jones. Yeah, listen, maybe he's got something interesting to say. We should get him in the studio for a full, in-depth interview. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't think so. He wants it. He wants to be recognized. Yeah. It's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Ford.com. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, cloudy today and then thunderstorms with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 83. It is uh, currently uh, 68 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath is going to be joining us after, I don't know, 845, 850. That'll be pretty cool. Uh-huh. Geezer Butler, man, that's that's freaking awesome. And we're going to be doing, uh, what else are we going to be doing? We're going to have some sandwiches after 8 o'clock. Uh, sandwiches. Sandwich. Like myself a good sandwich. Uh, I'm, I'm all about a good sandwich at 8 o'clock in the morning. No, we're having this, this, this argument off the air about... Um, Mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? I think yeah. uh, Steve and I have established our opinion that anyone who would eat Miracle Whip would eat a turd, and that's a. And I, and I believe that. <laughs> I listen to me. I just just to clarify, I'm not a Miracle Whip over Mayo guy, but not everything always has to be this Sophie's choice of either you're in or you're out. I do find Miracle Whip can be delightful on like an Italian cold cut sandwich if you don't have some mayo and you throw it in there with a little bit of this, the yeah, Italian that, dressing that. and it kind of gets oily. Miracle and- Whip is a way of saying I'm giving up on life. Yeah, That's it. I, uh, <laughs> I I found this meme yesterday. It says the big difference between mayo and Miracle Whip is that mayo is a savory delight to the taste buds made from high quality eggs and oil, while Miracle Whip is a combination of Elmer, Elmer's glue, cat pee, vinegar, and pond water mixed <laughs> with a dash of mayo. I do not feel that that is an accurate representation. <laughs> that, oh, it's Miracle close. Whip is absolutely disgusting, and I don't know why anybody would even like the taste of that. I, listen, you're going to have to Google this because I don't know if it's factual, but I believe it was Jesus who made Miracle Whip for the Last Supper. I believe they were out of mayo. He did something <laughs> with water. And that's why they killed he him. He made a Miracle Whip. Yeah. 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 for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As they're tacking in the last nail, they're like, yeah. that's what you get for I, ruining actually, the sandwich. I believe one of the commandments was, thou shall not uh, use the Lord's name in vain, nor should you put ketchup on a hot dog. Or Miracle Whip. Oh, God. That's why that restaurant didn't stay open. The Yelp reviews are yeah, terrible. It's 728 News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 731 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Race Appraisal Services. For all your appraisal needs, contact Race Appraisal. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, we can't really brush over the fact that we were just talking about Yelp reviews for the restaurant that The Last Supper was held in. <laughs> <laughs> like, some, some Karen, like, complaining about, oh, my God, my husband and I went to this restaurant last night and a party of 13 showed up. We couldn't we couldn't hear a word of our conversation. These guys were just yipping, yapping back and forth. Listen. Me and my friends ordered the fried pickles and the uh, the tater skins, and all you're bringing us is a bunch of bread. 
Oh, the son of God. The son uh, of God yeah, was sitting yeah. next to us. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, our, but that means we don't get uh, a good service, too? Our, I found a nail in my food. <laughs> well, who's going to leave the tip? Well, Judas was, but he walked away with all the extra cash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The general manager, Peter, seemed really accommodating. Um, there is, uh, there's some stuff going on over in uh, Marty's town at Chicopee. Yeah. Ward 7 City Councilor William Corshane is under fire from colleagues and under investigation from his employer after posting what a fellow, fellow city councilor called a racially insensitive, insensitive meme to Facebook. Corshane did not immediately return a call, an email for comment yesterday. Fellow city councilor Shane Brooks, who formerly served as council president, said Thursday that words matter. The uh, meme is tasteless and, in my opinion, sets a bad precedence for a sitting member of the city council, Brooks said. It's racially insensitive, it's tone deaf, and in my opinion, and he's got to do better. We all have to do better when it comes to understanding. The post, which Corshane shared on July 11th, features White House Press Secretary Karina Jean-Pierre, an African-American woman, next to a still from a comedy act uh, of actor Jamie Foxx in costume with the caption, Good luck getting this out of your head. Of course, Shane works for the Hamden County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Robert Rizzuto, a spokesman for the uh, county sheriff, said the uh, sheriff's internal investigative unit will be looking into the post. Bill Corshane is an elected official, and although his social media post carries several undertones with Sheriff Nick Kochi and the uh, department administration do not appreciate, he ultimately has to answer to his constituents, Rizzuto wrote. Chickabee Mayor John View said on Thursday... That he had seen the meme and called it extremely distasteful. View said that if a city employee had posted the same meme, it would have triggered an investigation within the city's human resources department. I was disappointed that an elected official would mimic or share something mimicking the press secretary. <sighs> well, I don't know the guy. I don't know if I've ever met him. Uh, but I think, yeah, let like, let the voters decide. You, now your work's having yeah. an internal investigation over a meme. Has, uh, has Chickabee learned nothing about uh, <laughs> posting things on Facebook? It, from time and time again, it seems that some of you are more, I don't know, more important officials have gotten tagged on that more than once. The, the, uh, the answer to your question before you even finished it, when you said, has Chickabee learned better, was immediately, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes after is no. fine. But no one's learned better. A lot ever. of suspended accounts in that town. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's another story on Mass Live. A shark takes huge bite off mass fisherman's catch. This guy is holding up a fish. The shark took three quarters of the fish and left the head. Oh. Yeah. It was a casual day out at sea for Captain Don Parker, uh, 63, from Harwick, as he, uh, he and his team of fishermen went out in Cape Cod Bay. Like all fishing ex expeditions, Parker cast a line out in the water, but he was left in awe when a shark jumped out of the water and took a huge bite out of the fish. And what was remaining? Just the fish head. Was that? Oh, the old Heathcliff. Oh, the shark doesn't they like that. They call head. that the Heathcliff. Yeah. Is that really news? I mean, that's where the shark lives. It would be more newsworthy if they were like, it was in Quabbin. And he caught a try and a shark jumped out. <laughs> yeah. You're in the like, ocean. Sharks are there like sharks fish. at the Quabbin? I don't yeah, even know. I mean, that that's newsworthy. Is it newsworthy that one jumped out and ate? It did what it normally does in the ocean. It's doing shark stuff. Just, yeah, shark stuff. Well, it's like every year they come out with all these shark stories as of like, oh, my God, uh, sharks live in the ocean. Yeah. Really? I had no idea. You, and they don't attack people as much as as much as you think that they do. You want one of my favorite act-out bits is a comedian that I, I love, Ian Edwards, and he has a bit about shark attacks. He's like, is it a shark attack? 
you're in a shark's living room. He's like, that's not news. <laughs> He's like, it's a shark attack. If you're in the shower and he like acts out the shark coming up and tap, tapping on your shoulder and then he puts the hand on his head like a fin. He's like, shark attack time, baby. <laughs> it's like the best bit. It's so great. Then it's an attack. Then it would be yeah, an right. attack. Otherwise, point. you're in its home. It's doing what it does. Now, they, uh, every year, they, the, the news goes through this cycle. The news goes through cycle, you know, for yeah. Memorial Day when barbecues start. They're like, uh, oh, my God, don't eat off your barbecue grill because you're going to get poisoned from the griddle. Or if you don't clean it right and all that other stuff. No one listens. No fireworks. Listens. The same thing. Right. It's, a, it's a cycle of news, and this is no different. This is the sharks. Like, beware of sharks in the ocean. You know what it is? It's probably Shark Week coming up soon. I think, it, I think it's now Shark Month. Oh, it's extended it a whole month. month. What about uh, Shark Week? Have you, we had that? that. <laughs> oh, I know. I I've had those from, attacks. Riveting yeah. documentary. I got that once from putting ketchup on my hot dog. <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by Sheldon's Ice Cream Challenge. Yeah, right. Oh, right. my right. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, police are asking the uh, public's help uh, in Westfield to help them identify three young girls suspected of tagging over a half a dozen homes with offensive graffiti late Sunday night or early Monday morning. Robert Selva, uh, whose home was on Dartmouth Street, was one of those vandalized with spray-painted offensive phrases or images. I spent nearly four hours in the hot sun working to get it off the wall. Sevilla said on Monday morning when he left his home to get coffee, he noticed what he described as a commotion down the street from where he lives. He stopped and spoke with another homeowner who pointed out the offensive graffiti. At first, Sevilla thought he had been spared, but upon returning to his home a short time later, he saw an offensive phrase spray-painted on the side of his home. This has always been a good neighborhood, he said, adding that uh, something like this had never happened before. Police officer John Blasick said the security camera video shows three girls who appear to be culprits. He is working to identify the three girls involved who struck at least seven homes in the north side neighborhood. He said there were three homes on Dartmouth Street, two on Princeton Street, and each one on Westminster and Woodward Street. It appears they were just walking down the streets in the neighborhood uh, doing this. They were just being idiots. There's no good explanation for it. Agree, yeah. That's a that's a real uh... tagging is originally like an urban thing, like and it's usually like the gang, you know, the stake yeah. in their territory. You're three girls in uh, Westfield. What what are you staking out? You you tagging it with Barbie? Are you tagging it with uh, bar, Barbie ads or, or you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's go time, bitches. <laughs> White girl wasted. Here we go. Uh, I always wondered uh, how the graffiti gets up, like. On the on like a really high point of a of a wall where there's seemingly no ladder or any. Those way are the that ones you, that are impressive. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Well, how do you get up there? I, and I do think that? you get. I think the way to do it is you get. You tie yourself to something <laughs> and you dangle. You'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to do some kind of repelling act to get to some of these highway uh, Oh, overpasses. like you see it on the overpass? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, a, like a railroad trestle yeah. or something, but the thing is like halfway down where it would be even hard to walk up to that thing, let alone try to get on the side of uh, like a facade of you know, it. Yeah, I know in, in, some, uh, in some larger cities, uh, street gangs actually provide their own scaffolding. <laughs> so you can get up and down easily. OSHA compliant, I'm sure. Well, of course, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, uh, you know how you that kill, would be illegal otherwise. <laughs> you know how you kill two birds with one stone. We just tell those girls, hey, stop tagging the neighbor's house. If you really are a gangster, get out there on one of those overpasses. <laughs> yeah, do it. On the mass bike. <laughs> Try your luck. 
Uh, here's a uh, story out of Douglas, Massachusetts. You know, wow. where Doug- you ever been to Douglas? I have been to Douglas. You ever been in Douglas? You ever spent a weekend in Douglas? Uh, yes. Uh, what about no. Dennis? I was in Dennis and uh, and Douglas. We uh, we stayed at the Camelot Inn in Yarmouth. Oh, oh look at you, Lucky did, Pierre. But but did you ever go to Athol after that? Oh, right away. Yeah, it was a straight right. shot. Right. <laughs> the uh, search for a breakfast cook has shut down a Douglas restaurant, according to a message to its customers. The picket fence at three thirty eight Main Street, at a historic former office building, erected in eighteen sixty for the Douglas Axe Manufacturing Company, announced on Facebook on Tuesday. Evening that it would have to close. After 20 years of serving our community, we simply have not been able to hire a cook and see no other option at this point except to close temporarily. The post continues by asking customers whether they know of anyone who might be interested in filling the position. Well, I hate Douglas. Are we talking about a town or just some guy named Doug? A town. A town. <laughs> oh, okay. town. The uh, restaurant did not immediately respond to requests for comment Thursday by phone or over social media. The post, which was shared more than 500 times, garnered some interest from commenters saying they could do it or recommending friends or relatives. Yeah, but you need somebody with experience. You don't want, uh, you know, just because uh, Uncle Joe can cook eggs good for two or three people in his family yeah. doesn't mean he can cook for the masses. Yeah, you know, but I'm uh, I'm looking at the uh, the picket fence menu. I got to tell you, it's uh, you know, it's it covers all the bases. Do they have uh, bacon hash on there? They do not. Nah, they do you know not. Who does. You know who that. does? Oh, I do. Oh, do uh, I ever? Should we do it? Should we make them run out of bacon hash this weekend? <laughs> Uh, many wish <laughs> and the- deny everybody <laughs> the chance to enjoy it. So, true. so there was uh, some comments on these posts. Other uh, uh, many had wished. Uh, many said that they could try doing it. Others wished the owners luck and expressed appreciation for the business. Uh, a few commenters, however, took issue with the restaurant's compensation. You're paying exploitation wages. Increase compensation, wrote Facebook user Pete DeGraff, whose comment was liked twenty times as of Thursday. Ooh, he got twenty likes. Well, we're doomed as a society. Well, yeah, that's a news in a news story. They're quoting how many likes. Yeah, and a job posting with ZipRecruiter.com, a breakfast cook position for picket fence restaurant, is advertised with an annual salary of thirty-eight thousand to fifty thousand dollars, with business hours from Wednesday through Saturday, Wednesday through Sunday. I'm sorry, through uh, seven a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. Well, you know, I got to tell you, if I'm looking at the menu, I'm thinking, you know, they're not paying their their employees. You know, they're charging, uh, like for example, a a uh, a ham and cheese omelet is only six uh, seven forty five. That's, uh, that's that's uh, they're almost reasonable. they're almost undercutting their uh, their business. Yeah, I mean, if you charge a little bit more for the uh, the ham and cheese omelet, well, then doggone it, then everybody gets paid. I usually expect at least a, a ten dollar bill for a you know ten to twelve dollars for a ham and cheese omelet. Yeah, at a at a Low price place. It's hard to find breakfast for under ten bucks anywhere. Anyway, well, it is. Mm. I mean, for example, the they have the Krabby Patties with home fries. It's nine dollars and fifty cents. That's two crab cakes topped with poached eggs and hollandaise sauce. Fourteen dollars everywhere else. Anywhere Easy. else? Anywhere? Even Easy. in Douglas? Yeah. You Douglas. know, but here's the thing. It, it's like it's so hard being a business owner because you can't make everybody happy. You're either going to tick the customers off by charging more or you're going to tick off your employees because you don't have enough money to pay for for, for them. So, and and plus with all the tax, you know how hard it is to be a business owner with like all of the things that you have to worry about, licensing permits, things like that. It's not just like the food safe thing. Well, it's, you know, and this is a great, I'm happy you brought this up, Steve, as uh 
part owner of the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee, I could tell you it is very hard. For instance, like this Friday when we have Joe Bagley yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday night because of the weather, it's going to be very hard. We need people to buy tickets for that Loft yeah, Comedy Club. Yeah, nice to have free advertising for your what business. You, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Hey, it's listen. not free. You know that chicken salad ain't cheap, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, someone, you didn't even get that for free? No. You know what? I hope when I go back to this week, these yeah. fruit fair people cut me a little bit of a break. It's enough. They text me three times a day. You know? Yeah, like, not you know. personally. They don't text you three times a day. They text you three times a day to tell you, hey, we're still open. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of that automatic Texas, but I think they're real happy with it because yesterday they sent me a nude. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like the the, the, the fruit fair is texting you. What are you wearing, Marty? Was They're it, not asking you that. Was it a was it a picture of a chicken breast before it got all ground <laughs> Oh, yeah. In there? All right. Half yeah. off these yams. Your yeah. uh, Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today is going to be cloudy this morning, then thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 68 right now in downtown. I know you're waiting. For oh, not not quite there part. yet. Uh, I'll owe you one if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. go. Uh, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Sampling cider at Provision. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. <laughs> it's 740, almost 749. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. You know, I kind of w- I, I wish we could record the stuff going on off the air <laughs> the show because, between the show yeah. on patreon yeah. if people had to pay like 20 bucks a month yeah. the show, it would be worth it number one but number two i think people would really enjoy it they would really enjoy it but we can't say any of this stuff no. uh, on the regular radio i was, I was trying to do it like a, a live commercial the mgm commercial for free music friday <laughs> and you know somebody i don't know if it was you or you and and one of you dropped something absolutely hilarious and yeah. i gotta go you know be serious about the uh, the free music friday concert series yeah see uh this is why you need to come to the comedy shows uh, because uh, that's where you can find all the good stuff yes yes uh, are you ready for uh, this uh, little yeah, uh, sure, hat? What, what do they call it? A benchmark? Yeah, uh, skin yeah. mark? Sure. Right. Now yeah. hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Pro golfer Victor Hovland was uh, in his backswing yesterday at the Open Championship when a bird flew over and dropped a load on Hovland's nice golf sweater. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? Here on the commentary, they put the bird pooped on him. He dropped the load of poop. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, here on the uh, commentators, <laughs> here are the commentators. You can hear. <laughs> I can't even get through this. Here's the clip. I think just right of the flag would be a very good shot. Was I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah. Hey, folks. Uh, we yeah. apologize for that. A bird just dropped something on Victor Hovland. Hold on, yeah. that's good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good yeah. luck, yeah. Right. He dropped a load on the golfer. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you not say it that way? How do you... <laughs> I don't think you do. You know, I'd be afraid, I mean, of go, I'd be afraid to go to town with those hot yeah, talons. Yeah. You know, that would be... I was just say, you got to really... You have to have soft talons. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, listen, uh, you, uh, bird porn is where it's at. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I found out how a turducken is. <laughs> you stuff that cavity. That's what you do it, right? Cook. Not, not once, but two times. Uh, a Kansas man was arrested after breaking into a CBD shop and uh, only stealing a half-empty bottle of 
Febreze. Here's the owner, Brett Harris, talking about the bizarre break. Does a 360 very quickly in the lobby, not too uh, knowing where he's at. Leaves, comes back, and then heads direct to the back of the store. A half-empty bottle of Febreze is the only thing Wichita police found on him. Really, if you're going to come through a window for whatever minute thing it might be, uh, Wichita PD, and thanks to surveillance and all the security, they're going to get you. All right. Uh, is he being a little pessimistic by saying half empty bottle of Febreze? Like <laughs> yeah, half full, full yeah, right. Yeah. Of yeah, give the guy credit. I mean, uh, some people maybe break in and maybe he didn't realize what store he was breaking into. And then he realized CBD. Well, Who's buying this stuff? I can tell you this. I, I've done comedy in Kansas. Uh, I've been to Wichita. I don't fault this guy at all. Uh, you need to do something to feel alive there. It's so damn boring. You know, it's so boring. He was just like, I got to do something, but I don't want to damage the business. I'll just take some Febreze. But I bet he smelled terrific. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like like laundry fresh. Yeah. Like he right. just came off a clothesline. Mm. 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 By the way, fresh laundry smell doesn't smell like fresh laundry. Never. Why is that? Smells because you can't new replicate. Car- it's like new car smell. Yeah. You can't replicate say. new car smell. Yeah, I don't know how they market that. No. I mean, it has a nice smell to it. It's just... But it ain't the same smell. Not the same, not the same smell. smell. They try. Uh, speaking of cars, a group of men are being called heroes after pulling an unconscious woman out of a vehicle that was engulfed in flames and thick smoke after an accident. Here's a video or audio of uh, them saving her life with the person filming, encouraging them along the way. You good? Yeah, take a from there. It's on fire. We gotta move, man. Yeah. Get you in there. We gotta move. Come on. It's a good job, guys. Yeah. You always gotta wonder. Uh, you're in a situation like that. People are saving you. You can imagine there's one guy who's like, "Hey, take her purse. <laughs> Get her cash. Yeah, she's unconscious." She's got $50 sitting on the dashboard. Get that before the car goes up in flames. You know, there was an epidemic of that in New York City a, a while back when people were getting, like, mortally wounded. They thought that people were dying. Like, the paramedics were taking their like, their watch or their jewelry or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the people would live, and they'd be like, hey, where's my watch? <laughs> where is it? Yeah. Oh, I, no, and I'm... then the cop who's taking the report right. goes, uh, I don't know. I don't know right. where it is at all. <laughs> I think that's weird. I actually, uh, on the Mass Pike once, there was a family in an SUV that rolled over, and it was on its side like this, and me and another dude stopped, and we were helping pull the people out of it. But when I say there was so many people in the thing, there was probably like seven people in this SUV. Really? Yeah, and by the time we got to like the third, I was like, I mean... I was like looking at the guy, like, do we need to take the grandma out? Like, she's had a long life. Can we just live? <laughs> like, at some point, this thing's, you know. How long ago was that? Because I, I, I was uh, <sighs> once uh, on the Mass Pike yeah. years ago, and this SUV rolled yeah. over, and I watched the whole thing happen. Yeah. It was, I can tell you, it was probably 2008. Nine, maybe? Oh, okay. 2008? Yeah, I'm, I was thinking like uh, 1999 this happened. No, I saw, no, but no. I saw this this SUV roll over. Oh, yeah. The roof ripped off. It, w- it was clipped by a U-Haul truck. A U-Haul truck moved over into the lane, clipped the bumper of this SUV. Of course, because no one who rents a U-Haul right. knows how to drive. But nobody was wearing a seatbelt in the SUV. It was like a, it was like an old 19, yeah. early 1980s Suburban. Yeah. 
The roof ripped off. The car had rolled over. It, it was unbelievable. It was one of the most unbelievable things I had witnessed mm. at that point in my life. Going, holy crap! It, you know, and then you pull over and you stop, and all these people are pulling over and stopping. And the guy is yelling, "My daughter! My daughter! My daughter!" And I'm like looking around, like, "Where's your daughter?" She was down the embankment. She flew out of the car. Oh my god! Was she down- was she fine? She was fine. Well. She seemed fine, yeah. and then like I'm like trying to go down the embankment to yeah, try yeah. to reach her, and the and the girl is like crawling up the hill. Oh my god! She sta- and she stands up, and this lady is yelling at me, "Do not t- tell her not to move." Oh, that's always the. I'm uh, a nurse, and I'm like, I get you're a nurse, but what am uh, I gonna do? Go tackle her? After- that's yeah. <laughs> Don't let her move. Yeah, I'm gonna run down there and push her down the hill. There's <laughs> always. Well, if you only yeah, had right. your if you only had your wrestling singlet right, on, then you right, really, right, right. You could have pinned her. Could have done it. There's always the I'm off duty nurse or I'm off duty paramedic who shows up in every accident scene, doesn't do anything but yells at everyone, telling them what to do. That's what happened. So it was it was me, uh, this other guy. We stopped, and there was one other guy. And me and the other guy climbed up like literally like where the tires are, so that we mm-hmm. could get up to the door, so we could start pulling people out. And then the other guy was sitting there, like, trying to tell the cars to... So, like, we were all... Everything was fine. And then here comes the hero with the medical bag. And it was, uh, you know, make sure you don't move them. It's like, uh, well, we got we just pulled them out of a car. Yeah, you're you're flexing at, at an accident scene. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when you get a car, like, seven people. I mean, I, I, after, like, three people, I'm going... That's what I'm I gotta, saying. Listen, I got to sit down. This is exhausting stuff. We get the kids out. You know, you get the kids out, and you're like, all right, that's fine. Well, it's like any one of us. uh, What? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's it's like any one of us, uh, you know, amongst ourselves, we all know we're all douchebags in this industry. But somebody outside of the industry, like all of a sudden a radio guy shows up, and be like, wow, you're the guy on the radio. (laughs) You must be Raymond. Tell us some jokes. That voice is familiar. And then you you kind of puff your chest up, and you're like, yeah, Yeah. uh, I am. I used to love seeing like two radio guys off air, like meeting at a function, and the voices just slowly change from the normal. And then, before you know it, yeah, I think I might even go over there and get a couple more bagels or something. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, and finally, uh, YouTuber Eddie Burback, who is famous for chronicling his adventures to every rainforest cafe, is now traveling to every Margaritaville in the country and Canada. Here's a quick intro to his hour long vlog on his journey. Is this guy really going to go to every Margaritaville in the country? Well, technically, that title is a lie. Because I'm going to every Margaritaville in the country and Canada. Margaritaville, a tropical beach-themed restaurant chain created by America's greatest singer-songwriter, James William Buffett, a.k.a. Jimmy Buffett. There are 22 locations in the United States and Canada with one in development in Boston, Massachusetts. And we will be hitting... Every single one. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever receive parrot head? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one time. Yeah. This I parrot, think this guy one has. One time, this parrot sure. flew yeah. over my back, so he dropped a load right on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Ta da! It's seven fifty-eight, and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel or Rock One Hundred Two and Marty Caproni. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, in my opinion, we here in New England have been spoiled by the fact that Robert Kraft, no matter how many times he's been rubbed down with exotic oils and manipulated accordingly, is still a very good owner in the NFL. By golly, he's an exceptional owner with six Super Bowl wins, 10 conference championships, and 19 divisional titles. And yet, not a single charge of malfeasance, harassment, or any implication of creating a hostile work environment. That's because the man knows what he's doing. But what happens if the owner of your favorite football team happens to be the anti-craft, the exact opposite of what you have in Foxborough? Well, you do your best to force that guy out and start all over. Yesterday has announced that uh, Daniel Snyder has officially sold the Washington Commanders for the biggest sum in American sports history, a mind-blowing price of $6.05 billion to a group led by Josh Harris. Now, before you you get comfortable with that thought, you should know that despite the sale price of the team, Snyder is also being fined by the NFL for $60 million following the result of an independent investigation that confirmed that Snyder sexually harassed a team employee repeatedly and withheld money required by the NFL. Now, I realize that many of you might say, okay, but he's still walking away from this thing with $5.9 million in his greasy little pockets. To which I would say, that $5.9 billion ain't going to mean very much if he's rotting in a jail cell somewhere. Because you see, that investigation has also set up a blueprint for criminal charges against the guy, both state and federal charges. And you think... Robert Kraft grabbing an $80 rub and tug by a couple of undocumented massage therapists was an indication of bad judgment? Please. Daniel Snyder makes Robert Kraft look like Mother Teresa if Mother Teresa had a kink in her neck and a bad case of sciatica. But hey, and MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Bob at the Agawam Rockies is a man of steel. Steel chainsaws, steel blowers, steel trimmers. Bob is a steel-trained expert who can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people, like Bob, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, such my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Hart in Barracuda. With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in just a minute here on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy uh, today. Uh, and, man, <clears throat> thunderstorms this <clears throat> afternoon. <throat> high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 83. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, just so that you are aware that uh, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath is going to be joining us on the phone after uh, seven, uh, 8.45, 8.50-ish or yeah. so. Uh, Geezer Butler. That's a that's a pretty big get. All right. Pretty happy about that. I'm pretty happy about that too. Maybe uh, maybe I can tell him. Uh, maybe we can pretend I'm not in the studio. Yeah. And then I'll just chime in with a question. Yeah. Just like um, I do with Scott Cohen. We uh, Marty has just uh, you got to explain this. Yeah, yesterday you you showed up, and we uh, you started talking about food like we normally do. Yes. And that the governor was going to be at uh, at the fruit fair in Chicopee yesterday. Correct. And uh, your whole contention was. That they make the best chicken salad, they really do. Um, and, and we're like, well, you know, Steve's like, yeah, I make great chicken salad. And I talked about the uh, uh, the benefits of uh, of Willow Tree out of Al- uh, out of uh, Attleboro. I love Willow Tree. It's yeah. a good chicken salad. Solid. I'm sure Nagel makes a very good chicken salad. I do. I'm Smoke just saying, salad. if you're going to go get chicken salad, you go to the the fruit, fruit fair, fair. All right. to the okay. deli. And so ask. here, here you have you, you've made three sandwiches. I have. Yep, and. Let's see. I'm going to tear this apart. 
Okay. Ooh, ooh, it ooh, it tears nicely with yeah, that Portuguese a, roll. Oh, it's yeah. a Bernardino roll. You can never go wrong. I'm a Chickabee guy, so this is a hundred percent Chickabee sandwich. Who, who wants to go first? <sighs> I mean, I already know, so I'm just going to eat mine, and then you guys just tell me what you think. Well, there's really right. only one fair way to do this. What? One spot, two spot, zigzag tear. Pie got penny got tenny and tear. Rip them, scare them, tay tot toe. It's you. It's me. Yep. All right, okay. Well. All right, I'm after you now. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all right. It's not like the best chicken salad I've ever had. That's a solid chicken salad. It's all right. Oh, you know what, Nagel? It doesn't even surprise me that you and I would be at odds on this. That's pretty pretty solid. Not like sweatshop Mm. chicken. This chicken should be ashamed of himself. (laughs) Oh, come on. Mm. Uh, I, it's all right. I can't help but notice that you're having multiple bites as you're saying it's all right. That's all I'm hungry. Well, he's still going to finish the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's it. all right. Um, it tastes like that Underwood chicken salad in a can. No, no, it, yes, no it, does it does not. Yes, it does. If you put that in a refrigerator and then ate it, it would taste just like this. It's a solid chicken salad, but mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I think that like Willow Tree is more nostalgic for mm-hmm. me, so maybe it's got like a better, you know, um, you know, thing in my head, but they're they're both interchangeably wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very good chicken salad sandwich. I I can't say a bad thing about Willow Tree. I like it. it's different style chicken salad. It's more chickeny. Yeah. This is the this is more of like I said, like almost like a spread. Yeah. Now I, you can't really answer this because you've never experienced this. But Steve, mm-hmm. given a choice between a chicken salad sandwich yeah. or Barry Krieger's egg salad, oh, Barry Krieger's egg salad, hands down. I, I have to say. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Kriegs? Yeah. Makes the best egg salad I've ever had. You know, it's what? It's yeah. not bad. It's just very salty. This is very Why well, put salt on it? Why would you do that? So I salt and peppered it. You don't need to do that. But it's already it's, it's probably true. already got some uh, a good amount of salt in it. Okay. That's 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 on me then. That's not on their chicken salad. I salt and peppered it upstairs, but they don't have shakers. So I had to do it the old pinch. Method. Oh yeah, sure. So hmm. maybe you got to bite with uh, too much. I like the roll better than the chicken salad. I mean, a Brandino yeah. roll you can't yeah. go wrong. You with. can't go wrong with that. Yeah, the Portuguese. Um, you know, the Portuguese that came to this country, and you know, these are my uh, these are the my ancestors here. They may not know very much, but they do know how to make themselves a damn fine roll. Yeah. I will tell you that. And I'm and I'm all done. You're That's not it. all. Yes, done. Yes, I am. That's I'm done with that. Mm-mm. I'm all done. I can't eat the rest. of I'm that. gonna keep on going. That's how I feel. Chicken salad. Well, you're just doing it. You're just being ornery. He's, I think he's pu- pu- you know, purposely mm-hmm. being uh, a contrarian here. I'm not here. purposely being. He no, wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have loved it, no matter what. I don't, that's not true. That's not true. I am. Uh, I am. I am being very fair. As said, it's not bad, but I don't think it's the greatest chicken salad that I've ever had in my life. I think it's much better than not bad. I, I mean, that's a, that's a good solid chicken sandwich. It's. I mean, to me, it's the best chicken salad I've ever had. Now, again, similar to Bax, it is a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm a little biased because of that. Yeah. I think that's okay. fair. That can certainly happen. Right. Did you ever have the chicken salad from Frigo's? No. No, that's pretty damn good chicken salad. You know, we talk about Frigo's all the time, mm-hmm. and they've never showed up with chicken salad 
nor even because they don't ball. need to. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. They don't really need Everybody, to promote themselves. Yeah. Well, Judy Matt, she brought it in the Frigos that mm-hmm. time, and it was it, it was, was uh, it's unbelievable. It was really yeah, it was it was really really. But good. I didn't have their ch- I've never had their chicken salad, so now right you're down. putting me in an awkward position here. Cause well, here here's here's uh, here's my uh, my my take. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's decent, but it wouldn't require it wouldn't be enough to require me to drive all the way out to Chicopee uh to the fruit fair to to get one wait a second you drove where did you drive uh, for hot dogs you oh that's on the way home isn't it for you it's sort of on the way home yeah okay it's a little bit out of the way for me but it's still on the way home and you'll drive to southampton for ice cream yeah which is not too far from my house oh really south it's only 20 minutes 20 minutes. 20 minutes is still Everything is 20 minutes from my house. Okay. There's no there's no if ands, or buts about it. 20 minutes to Northampton, 20 minutes to Westfield, whatever. That's the way. You wouldn't even go out 10 minutes out of your way on the way home to get yourself a pound of this chicken salad? Mm, no. No. Not worth not worth me uh not worth me stopping there. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't even know why they You know what? <clears throat> uh maybe that's why the government was there yesterday. She went out of her way. She likes mediocre things. Oh, no. Oh, it is not mediocre. God. It's not it's mediocre. It's not that great. Yes, it is. Oh, no, my God. It's not. Listen, I, I, would go, I would go out of the way for like a, like a Boston cream uh, donut. Oh, coffee at the, cup. At the coffee cup. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to do that. No, go donut my, dip. But donut dip is fantastic, too. Yes. But the coffee cup is pretty is, is also phenomenal. Yes. But I would go out of the way for that. I'd go out of the way for the Munich House. Mm-hmm. I'd go out of the way for... I would have gone out of the way for Bernie's Dining Depot. Oh my God! How could you not? Which, you know, sadly, is no longer right. Was it the coffee cup who had that? Uh, remember the lady complained about the baby shower cake. Remember that? Uh, it was like it was like this odd looking uh, cake that was made, and this woman complained about the fact that it came out the way, looking the way it did. And I don't think like that a, was like, a coffee cup. Coffee cup wouldn't uh, wouldn't slight you on that get, on that kind of job. I couldn't sure. imagine any. The only person I can imagine complaining about coffee cup would be you. I can't imagine anybody else ever taking issue with coffee cup. Or but you know, ne'er could I ever imagine someone taking an issue with me liking ketchup on my hot dog. Listen, uh, I'm sure the fruit fair is a fine place for the uh, folks of Chicopee, but uh, you know what? That's why outsiders don't want to come into your town because uh, you got your that own is, thing going on there. That is hurtful. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to appeal right now to the uh, city councilman who just got in trouble mm-hmm. to make a meme with you featured in it. You know, that way for the interest of racial harmony. Yeah. Oh, so I was like the agitator. Yeah, so his Facebook can be more fair and balanced. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call John View, the mayor, and I'm going to see if he can actually do a city thing where they make this the official chicken salad of Chickabee. It's not already? I don't think it is. I mean, it's unofficial. Is there official anything of Chickabee? <clears throat> Kabasa, probably, right? That's we're, like the. We're officially fed up of your nonsense. Oh, I see <laughs> what you're really doing there. That's it. Uh, well, like, just... like, like uh, you know, we're talking about you know, Bernat's uh, you know, kielbasa. That's Bernat. that's solid stuff right that's there. That's some good stuff right there. Bernat like... makes a mean sandwich. And uh, and the galumpki. I like a good galumpki. You like there. a good galumpki? Yeah. There's How no... about uh, blue seal? You like a good blue seal kielbasa? Uh, I prefer the Bernat's over the blue seal. Fair enough. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, in Chicken Beats, divided Bernats. There was Garen's. Uh, so it's Garen's, Bernats, and Blue Seal. Is that how you pronounce it? I always thought it was Garen's. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the Bernats, uh, 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 Kobasa, I, I absolutely love. I'm a Blue Seal guy. 
I love Blue Seal Kibasa, and the plant broke down for like a year. I remember that. And that was tragic for me. Well, maybe we can break your blue seal and uh, get you something else to put down your mouth. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> those, that's uh, what I'm talking about. One of those home wreckers from uh, Autumn Miss oh, Farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. We got we to make sure we're on uh, that. We, that we get the notification that those are up for grabs now. We, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. We should get. Uh, we should have a, a a large sausage fight between the three of us. We like. I'll get a. I'll get a home wrecker. You guys can get uh, kielbasa from two right. respective places, uh-huh. and we can uh, hit each other. We can that's slap. Fine. Each other in the face with a big kielbasa, yeah, good sausage. Treat them like beef swords. Yeah, it won't be the first time I've thrown around a big kielbasa. If you Bats. know what I mean, it's sword. <laughs> sword, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beef sword. The beef sword. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat your. Uh, I'm going to eat your other half. Of that, your sandwich that's why I broke yeah. it in half because I knew because you already be. knew that you were going to that you were going to. No, I knew I like wasn't going to be able to eat it anyway. I don't eat as much anymore. I no. don't. Uh, I don't consume as many calories as I used yeah. to. And first of all, that that should negate the value of your vote comparative to Bax and I. No, it's, it's still <laughs> tasting. So I, I'm still able to taste things and, and eat things. I couldn't eat that whole uh, steak and cheese dog the other day, and nor could I eat the whole of the other right, one. Right, because I you can't have enjoyment anymore. Because yeah. as you're eating it, you're thinking about being on that bike with some British lady yelling at you and how many calories you have. No, to you know what it is after you know having gone through an extent. This is the longest thing I've ever stuck with. Which I'm pretty impressed with myself for sticking with it. I that mean, I long. would I would say it's probably being a parent, but okay. <laughs> I'm going on. No, I mean, as far as as far as like workout kind of con- oh, yeah. concern, okay. yeah. You know, this is like 28 weeks I've been doing this now. Oh, you look great. Thank you. But uh, in my head, like it, it's it's teaching me like you shouldn't be eating all of this stuff at once because you're gonna feel like crap after you eat it. Right. If you eat the whole thing, you're just making my point, which means yeah. you can't fully enjoy it. So that chicken. I can't, it's not get a that fair I, shake. No, I, I can fully enjoy things. I just don't need to eat the whole thing, which I have historically done because mm. I would say, I just spent 12 bucks on this. I better eat the whole damn thing. You know, because he's been on the Peloton so much, it's yeah. so much easier for him to backpedal now. <laughs> uh, uh, it's back! Back's finally chimed in with his Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 and Twisted Sister with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Cloudy today and then chance of a thunderstorm this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 83. It's 69, giggity, downtown Springfield. <laughs> uh, waiting for it. I was here all day. morning. Here all day. It finally came. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath is going to join us later on this hour. Also, uh, check out the Daily Podcast. You missed any part of uh, today's ridiculous show. It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at rock102.com. You should ask uh, Geezer uh, if he likes ketchup on hot dogs or not. Uh, I don't know if yeah, we're going to be able to get to that. Probably. It, we have a limited amount of time with him. Wouldn't it be great if he's like, no, but if you're in Massachusetts, I love the chicken salad at the fruit farm. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't I order it all over here in England yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, whenever, I, you know, whenever I'm in town. Hey, you know who makes a great chicken salad is Costco with the rotisserie chicken. Mm, that they, uh, Costco they makes some, some halfway decent stuff there. They actually sell bags, and I didn't even know this until somebody pointed it out to me. You just got to look for it. They sell... 
like the day old rotisseries, they pull all the meat off them yep. and then they shove them in a ziplock or a, you know freezer lock bag. Yeah, and they uh, they sell them right there in the uh, in the thing, and you can use that to make your own chicken salad if mm. you want to, your own pieces. Well, that makes that, that cuts out the middleman of having to do all that work. Well, you don't yeah. have to do all the bones and all that stuff. It's just fresh meat. Well, hey, someone sent me something uh, that I, I haven't seen it, but uh, it's a it's a it's a commercial thing. Um, it is. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You guys are gonna hate this. It's gonna ruin your morning. It's a cocktail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tail. <laughs> it's a cocktail. Yeah. But it's made with Miracle Whip. Oh my ah. God! Why would you do <laughs> that? Why would you do that? What, what, kind of, what, what is the? All right, I, the, I knew by telling you guys immediately that was the. What, reaction. Is, what is the recipe for this drink? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. Here it is. Hang on. Uh, let me see. This is the cocktail of the summer. It's called the American Miracle. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this guy right now. He's taking yeah. a tablespoon of Miracle Whip. He's throwing it into the shaker. You know the yeah. shaky, yeah. shaky thing. Yeah. Yep. He's doing a 1.5 ounce of honey mustard. He's doing lemon, something to do with cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. He's doing lime. He's straining it. Oh, half ounce of lemon lime juice. Uh-huh. Half ounce of heavy cream. Yeah. Shaking it with ice. And? And he's pouring into the glass. Yeah. And he put Miracle Whip in it, and then he put uh, he garnished it with French fries. Where's, yeah, the, it- where's the booze? There's no booze. No booze. I'd have to be drunk, and uh, I'd have to be drunk to drink that. And the only miracle is going to happen is me not vomiting all yeah, over the place. Like, I mean, you could give me all of the weed in the world, and I wouldn't be like, "This is a good idea. I should drink this." But uh, it looks appetizing sitting there. But more like miracle ship. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it sounds like. I bet it tastes like that too. It can't be good. <laughs> it's eight thirty-two. News is next to Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western. Eight thirty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news brought to you by four one three Pro Tint. Pretending in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Lottery Dreamers are setting their sights on the growing Mega Millions jackpot drawing tonight after a ticket worth more than $1 billion was sold for the Powerball. So Powerball is out, Mega Millions is back in because, uh, you know, this is the focus we have because it's the only big. You know what? This is the day to buy a Powerball ticket, though. Did someone win Powerball? Yeah. Yeah, somebody in California. A dollars in Los Angeles. It's always Cal. It's, it's you know. Yeah, but you got to remember, it's, it, it's usually high populated areas. If you're selling the most tickets, yeah, you know you're more likely to have a winner in an area where you're selling the most tickets versus throughout the rest of the country. I'm, I mean, I say that, but we did have, you know, I know you're a big yeah. fan of Chickabee, as we discovered last commercial break. Uh, before uh, we did have a big Powerball winner in uh, Chickabee, that that lady, yeah, the, the, the uh, yeah. fruit unfair you were talking about. Whoa. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have you insult sweet Mavis Wanzik. <laughs> um, seven hundred twenty million dollars is uh, is what the Mega Millions is tonight. That's that's a nice nut right there. Yeah, the cash option is uh, three sixty nine. Three for sixty nine. You really can't do that. Yeah, you, know, you can't beat that. But anyway, yeah, you know, listen, it's not a billion. But if I had to suffer with uh, seven hundred twenty million dollars, I I'd, I'd find a way. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this uh, commitment to both of you again. Uh, if I win and I am the sole winner, uh, I will give you guys each a million dollars. I I'm right okay here. with that. Yeah, no, listen, I, I am totally okay know. with that. But I'm making one catch. 
uh, Steve's million will be paid in chicken salad uh, from the fruit fair. <laughs> well, I have one million dollars well, of chicken salad. Uh, how many people are in Chicopee? How many uh, people live in here? 60,000? 56 to 58,000, depending on you. All right, so I can, uh, uh, if I get, if you just give me a million dollars worth of chicken salad, I can convince 57,000 schmucks to sell it at a price of $20 a pound, and then uh, they'll buy it from me, and then I'll be even more than a millionaire. I don't know if I'd want to be paid in a million dollars worth of a perishable food item. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I could eat enough chicken salad fast enough to make that worth my while. The beauty about having $300 million at your disposal is you can do whatever you can dream of. So I am going to have them make $1 million of chicken salad from the fruit fair, and then I'm going to have a helicopter airdrop it onto Nagel's house. <laughs> oh, is that that's what you want? Yeah, and then you can call the Huntington Fire Department to come shovel you out yeah. to your door and uh, save you. And they would. The, they would do that there because that's the kind of town we are. You know? Uh, well. They've, they've never lost a house to chicken salad before. <laughs> it's the first for everything. Uh, I See, I, I had a bunch of stories here, and now I lost them because I pushed the X on the window. Oh, yeah, you're not so, supposed to do that. Uh, let's see. We, we can we can do uh, – let's just do a bunch of crap. we got to get out of, off the air anyway because we got Geezer Butler uh, coming Ooh, up, don't that's we? That's right. Yes, yeah. we do. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to U.S. Census Bureau statistics, 34% of people uh, 15 years old and older have never been married. That's up from 23% in 1950, right? Of course, that was a different time. Now it's considered very young to get married in your teenage years, and apparently a lot of Gen Z and millennials don't even have it on their radar. In a new survey, more than 40% of young adults up through age 40 say they believe marriage is an outdated tradition. That includes 41% of young men and 52% of young women. Wow, 52% yeah. of young women. Yeah, 73% of them say weddings are too expensive these days, and 85% uh, don't think they necessarily ha they're necessary to have a fulfilled and committed relationship. I'm actually uh, kind of with that. You doubt with that, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like these young girls that don't want commitment? Is that That's right. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, That's I what mean, I'm talking about. The reality is that having a wedding is ridiculously expensive. And, there, you know, I mean, I've heard of some weddings. Even today, they're like, I heard of somebody going to a wedding that had like 400 people. Yeah. It's like, how can you, how can you afford what, a wedding what? and have 400 Listen, people? 400 people that you... If you go, if you have a party, you got to figure what is it? Three minutes per person that you're talking to right. throughout the night. So twelve hundred minutes. Four hundred people. You're there's there, you're not going to be able to yeah. say hi to everybody. That's when that lady called earlier and asked about when's the best time to leave a wedding. If you're at a wedding with four hundred people, Whatever. right away would be the yes. uh, the answer. Or you RSCP. Sorry, I've got other things going on that day. You know what I think the issue is with this and. But I was having this debate with somebody about the whole uh, student loans, uh, the government helping out or not helping out or whatever. I was like, it's going to become like a problem in the country because all the kids are so high leveraged. Like a wedding is like nothing they can even conceive of right now because they already have a mortgage payment before they even have a house or, yeah. or an apartment yeah. because of their student loans. So they're not. They're not going to get married. And you know what's going to happen? You, you're going to have all these people that are trying to trying to do things in the right order. And they're not going to be having kids. They're going to be having kids really late. And then all the people who don't really care whatsoever that are dumb, that are just like, wee, babies, let's have some babies. And they don't know how they're going to pay for them, are going to continue. And uh, life's going to be rough. You know, well, maybe what the government needs to do is have uh, wedding forgiveness. 
where the government Ooh. pays for your wedding expenses. <laughs> they pay uh, for the cake. They pay for the the cutting fee. Yeah. They pay for uh, you know tux rental. I like it. I like it. I like the idea of the governor coming out to your wedding to cut your cake. Oh, guess the fifth of a wedding this week. You could actually you'd be, that would be a not a bad little thing, a yeah. little, little event to do at your wedding. You know, if you're trying to keep your wedding cost down, you could get chicken salad from Fruit Fair and just serve it on Bernardino's rolls. Yeah, you could you could certainly do that. Yeah. Keep your wedding cost down by not getting married at all. That's the, really the point of this whole thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, I have some uh, sad breaking news here. He went from rags to riches and back to ashes now. It's Tony Bennett has passed away. No! Yes. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was uh, 96 years old. <sighs> Makes you think. It does make you think. So young. I wonder what killed him. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he passed away. I wonder if he left his heart in San Francisco. I don't, I don't, or to science. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I left my heart. I left my heart in a medical science <laughs> building. You know, say what you want about uh, about Tony Bennett being old and stuff. That guy was able to sing like in his nineties, like but not just ago. in his nineties. Like the guy was like phenomenally oh. talented still in his nineties. That's a that's a hard thing to do. A gentleman too. Like yep. you ever saw him? He conducted himself. He had the, he always had the suit with the little, uh, you know, the little thing, a little the boutonniere. Or boutonniere, a, yeah, that's what sure. they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the the duet with Amy Winehouse. Can you imagine how he outlived yeah. Amy Winehouse? Yeah, I it's really not that hard imagine. to do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can really imagine that. <laughs> I mean, the, where's the challenge? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know. But uh, anyway, we got uh, we got Geezer Butler coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly cloudy this morning and then thunderstorms uh, by this afternoon with a high of 77. It is 70 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Every sport, every play. And- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848. <laughs> and Black Sabbath with back Steve. And... <laughs> Marty Caproni and Rock 102. I'm sorry. We got on the whole Amy Winehouse thing, and I started looking up Amy Winehouse jokes. What do you need to perform an autopsy on Amy Winehouse? What? A a periodic table of elements. Uh. (laughs) Get it? Because there's so much stuff inside. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Hey, uh, Geezer Butler, the uh, the bass player from (laughs) Black Sabbath, uh, has got a brand new memoir out called Into the Void, From Birth to Black Sabbath. And beyond, and he's on the phone list right now. Good morning, Geezer. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mike. How are you? Very, very good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the new book, Into the Void: The Birth of From Birth to Black Sabbath and Beyond. This is uh this is kind of cool that you've you've done this. I know Tony's had books and lots been written about the band, but you know this is this is your take on it, which which I think is is kind of cool because you know people have all these weird dispersions about. What Black Sabbath was was really all about. Tell tell me a little bit about the uh, about that. Um, well, from day one, we were uh, because of the I think because of the name Black Sabbath, people thought they were into black magic and Satanism and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, if you listen to the lyrics properly, it's a warning. It, some of the original songs that we did were a warning against getting into Satanism and black magic. And um, I think because of the name Black Sabbath, people got uh, got the wrong idea of what we were about. Right. Um, but the fans knew exactly what the fans knew exactly what we were about, so you know it worked out fine. 
I, I, I always thought it was kind of funny that, you know, we, you guys came out with that first album. And it starts off with the, it starts off with like the, the most frightening, heaviest, you know, grungiest, densest song ever recorded. You guys wind up selling a million records, but yet the reaction to Black Sabbath and about that first record at the time was pretty negative when now it's seen as a classic. That kind of has to be pretty validating for you guys. Yeah, I mean, the critics hated us when we first came out, um, especially in England, because uh, we built up this big fan following around England and Scotland, and, and um, the critics in London hadn't really heard of us, and then suddenly our album was released, came straight into the charts without the critics ever hearing us, and um, so their reaction was to completely slag us, and... Uh, which, you know, which made our fans even uh, more uh, into us. I, I I know when I was a kid, when I, it was because I had all the Black Sabbath records at the time, you know, when... When I'm playing them, it's like one of those things where you, you weren't sure you wanted your parents to know you were playing them. <laughs> it's like you you didn't want anyone to know that you know, I got Black Sabbath in my in my bedroom. But yet it was like it was like some of the coolest music of of the time, and not just the first record, but yeah, you know, I loved everything from Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and Sabotage, and Masters of Reality. I loved all that stuff. Yeah, we we wanted to uh, relate uh, real life rather than, you know, singing about I just fell out with my girlfriend or I'm, last week I fell in love and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> we wanted to write about reality, what it was like uh, growing up in Birmingham and uh, in, in England at the time, which is pretty grim. And um, nobody was doing it at the time. They were all, all singing about love songs and things. So we, uh, we wanted to reflect the grittier things in life that we were going through. And... The music reflected that. Of course, we were all into horror films at the time, so, you know, that's where the name Black Sabbath came from. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to do that. Uh, Geezer, this is uh, this is Steve Nagle. We weren't formally introduced when we started the interview, uh, but, but I'm but I'm Mike's co-host, and uh, and I just I, I was reading an interview uh, recently that, that that you had done uh, that you you considered being called a heavy metal band was was quite the insult to that. But when did you realize that you cr essentially created a new genre of music? Um, well, at first, it was uh, derogatory. To, it was derogatory. Um, we, we did this gig, and the, the review of the gig was, the guy was saying, this isn't music. It just it sounds like a load of heavy metal being smashed together. And it's not musical at all. But, but then, by the time we got back to England, the heavy metal thing, uh, people were calling this heavy metal as a, a derogatory thing. But like, and then it turned around, and people started calling the music heavy metal, and that started generating a whole kind of new following. This is uh, Geezer Butler on the phone. He's got a brand new uh, book out called Into the Void from the from Birth. Uh, to Black Sabbath and beyond. You know, one of the things that I've been reading lately is some other interviews that you have done is, you know, you know, Tony Iommi doesn't get, I don't think, and I think a lot of people would believe this, doesn't get nearly the credit that he deserves. This guy could, you know, I mean, this guy spits out riffs like maybe no one has ever done. And a really underrated guitar player. I mean, really, all, all of you are underrated 
musicians, you and and and, and Bill and and Ozzy. I mean, everyone everyone contributed something really special to that band, and all of you are insanely talented. But in particular, Tony doesn't get, I don't think, nearly the respect that he deserves from his contemporaries on to critics and everybody else. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Tony, he comes out with briefs like, you have to tell him to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stop, you're being too creative. (laughs) (laughs) And the things that he's overcome, like the ends of his fingers were chopped off when he was uh, in a factory before, before the band. And he overcame that. When we were doing the last Sabbath album, 13, he got cancer. And he just wouldn't let it beat him. He used to, he used to uh, go to have his chemotherapy in the morning and come into the studio in the afternoon and carry on as if no, nothing was going on. And he was like, I, I just couldn't believe the strength of the guy. Yeah. And and you've stayed really close to him over, over the years. But has it been the same way with, with Ozzy and Bill Ward or, or, or not nearly as much? No, because we were... Uh, we were not that kind of a, a band that you know that you have to see each other every week. It's like after fifty years of being on the road with each other, it's like now it's time to be with our family. So we don't we don't get together at all. When you you know a band that's been around for as long as as Black Sabbath had been around, you know all the times you're, you're you're playing live and you're recording all these things. I mean, there had to be a couple of there had to be a moment where you said what am I involved in here? I mean, you know, I, like, you know, there's always something that goes wrong at a concert or, 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 or something. What, what is the most vivid disaster you guys remember that happened on stage? Um, probably when somebody got up to uh, assassinate Tony. We were in playing in Memphis, I think it was, and this guy jumped up on stage with this great big knife in his hand. Oh, wow. Uh, rushed Tony to assassinate him and just at that point Tony's hand blew up just as the guy was going to stab him and Tony was like walking off oblivious to the guy behind him and then all these security jumped on this guy and uh, took him out Um, but if Tony's hand hadn't applied up Tony wouldn't be here anymore wow that that is scary I, I would have thought he would have bitten his head off. Ozzy would have bitten his head off to protect himself. He can't do that at every show. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Tony, I know it. Geezer, I know we don't have a, uh, have you for a lot of time, but the uh, the name of the book is uh, Into the Void from Birth to Black Sabbath and Beyond. We wish you best of luck with it. Great to talk to you, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Great. Thank you very much, Mike. We appreciate okay. it. Geezer Butler with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Did, did he just say, uh, and the other guy? Or and the other guy, and yeah. And the other guy? Yeah, all right. Hey, good for him. Thanks, geezer. GG 